GoAbsGoDetroit.com. GoAbsGo. Although the great cooking from the holiday season has come and gone, you know you can still have those delicious meals on a game day. This is Vic, and that's what makes the Black Eyed Pea a Colorado and game day favorite. Made to order fresh with natural ingredients. Whether you're craving a juicy half-pound burger, a ribeye steak, or the seared salmon, you know you'll get a homestyle favorite made from scratch. And if you want to enjoy these homestyle meals before the game, the Black Eyed Pea will have their entrees out in 15 minutes or less and they have a great craft beer selection in full bar don't forget about their friendly service combine all that you have a winning team the black eyed pea a colorado and game day favorite locally owned and operated with nine front range locations throughout denver and castle rock black eyed pea KSE, Parker, Denver, home of the Nuggets, home of the Avalanche, Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Live from the Altitude 950 studios, the Vic Lombardi Show starts now. He's the only one who knows what the buttons and dials do. Jesse Trujillo! He's the newlywed who hasn't yet established good boundaries. marty He's a millennial who keeps this train on track. Sort of. Will H.W. Peterson. He's the smartest man in Denver sports media. And he wrote about it in July. James Merlat. And he's the star of the show, the center of the morning universe, the one and only Vic Lombardi. McKinnon's after set far sideway, turnaround shot over the top of the net, comes to McKinnon, he's going to have speed in the red wing zone, he's got a man with him, Landeskog, McKinnon in, holds up, shoots, and scores, Nathan McKinnon short side, he rips home the wrister, and the abs have beaten the Detroit Red Wings in overtime. It's me and Bedsy at 7.30 this morning, don't forget, every Wednesday morning, 7.30, Jared Bednar, head coach of your Colorado Avalanche. Welcome to the Vic Lombardi Show. Joined by James Manchester Marillat, Will H.W. Peterson, Hockey Will. Nice little article you have in the Mile High Sports Magazine digital version today. Some fancy way to say it, but thank you. I appreciate it. Well, what's it called? Well, just I think it's just their website. But, oh. Yeah. It was pretty accurate, I thought. I thought so, too. Uh, for those of you driving down 6th Avenue eastbound, I must have just missed this because that's my route every morning. Apparently, there's an accident on... Uh, Sheridan, in between Sheridan and Federal, that has basically closed her down. So um, try an alternate route. Rough morning, because I-25 northbound at about Spear. There were three cars, one of them upside down. It was a mess. Yeah. We're, uh, are, we, are we playing the role of Chris McLaughlin here? Is that yes, what we're doing? Yes, that's what we do. We provide traffic and sports. Man, I mean, talk about versatile. Yeah. Um, I have no idea what I'm doing or where I am right now. I am on so many different drugs Great. Yeah. That's good. Um, That's good. I appreciate the honesty. You want to clarify, provide some context, or let's just leave that hanging out there? I'm on this, some type of nasal spray. Um, And I went went and got all this stuff. My wife and I went and got it all at Walgreens yesterday after going to the clinic. Um, I'm on uh, Sudafed. I'm on some other liquid stuff that makes you go to sleep. But this stuff is like magic. So 
I'm not going to buy the real version. I bought the the Walgreens version, which is like half price. Yeah. And everybody says, no, my wife's like, no, buy the real version. I go, why? This is the generic Walgreens version. Okay, so, uh, and I'm with your wife. I'm not generic guy. But this works. But I had, like, some Advil in my desk one time, right? Yeah. And somebody borrowed it. And then when they replaced it, they replaced it with generic same thing, dude. That's not right. It's the same. If you take my thing. Advil, replace it with Advil. That's how it works. What made this bad though is that my whole family's sick, and my son wanted to use this. Talking about you, Gil. Okay, go ahead. My, yeah. my son wanted to use the nasal spray. And I go, dude, you don't use another man's no. nasal spray. Absolutely You're not shoving not. this up your schnoz after I've done it all day. Absolutely. That's not, not happening. Mm-mm. It's like sharing thermometers. You're not sharing my thermometer. Mm. No, it's not the way it works. Uh, needless to say, I feel fine. Uh, slept for like 24 hours straight. Woke up every four hours. Just, you know, that weird sleep pattern you're in? Where you... Yeah, and you sent us a pretty concerning text last night. Oh, I thought I was down. I thought I was out. When Vic Lombardi's concerned about being able to show up, it, it worries me. But it's funny because once the show, I, I get this anxiety. Like, once it gets to be about 5 o'clock, I'm up no matter what. The anxiety's always there, whether you're sick or alive. The anxiety's always there, and I'm ready to go. I'm fine. So welcome to the show. Jesse Trujillo's back. He vomited three times yesterday. How you doing, Jesse? I feel uh, way much better than How I did yesterday. How many times did you vomit? Uh, Probably eight. Eight times? Yeah. Let me tell you how hard this guy works, okay? He was sick as a dog yesterday. He knew he was sick. He was vomiting. He was working on two hours sleep. He still got his way into this place, ran the board, vomited all over the board, essentially, into the trash can, and made his way out of the show. Dude, you win Employee of the Month just for that alone. Absolutely no doubt. But tell me this isn't the most HW thing ever. He ran after the show to go get a flu shot. Like, sprinted over to Walgreens. He couldn't get there fast enough. Did you see him with the Lysol after the show yesterday? Oh, my gosh. I'm I'm sorry, I'm trying to keep it sanitary. And I just jinxed the heck out of it because we're living in the Petri dish that is Jesse and Vic's germ. I get chucked under the bus a lot on this show. You guys are going to chuck me for trying to clean this place up? Let me tell you what's going to happen. We went and sanitized the board. The janitorial staff came up. We lysawed the trash can. We lysawed the couch. I'm sorry for trying to keep people healthy. Let me tell you how this works. When everyone's sick at your workplace or at school or in your family... It's only a matter of time before you're sick. Just accept it. Just take it. You're not going to avoid it. You're not going to dodge it. You're not going to go the only guy. You're going to get sick eventually. It's going to happen. No, I sanitized everything and got a flu shot. I'm good. I guarantee by the end of the month you will be sick. That's a guarantee. Want to bet lunch? Yes. I'm not shaking on it because you're sick. I'll make sure you get sick. Yeah, you got your ways. Uh, from the uh, Twitter feed, Joel Morin tweets in, listening to Periscope of Wednesday show, fellas, while I work in the middle of the night. Glad to hear James Merrillat's back to his Super Richard ways. Wow. What was Super Richard? Uh, your kicker thing yesterday. He came after us pretty hard. That's outstanding. Oh, when you guys said the kicker would get killed if he went back to Tuscaloosa? Well, that one wouldn't be welcome that, that I thought was a little extreme? Vic that, said he died. That was Richard of me? Outstanding. By the way, isn't today Wednesday? Yeah, but he's probably listening right now. Well, when was I Richard today? On Tuesday. Oh, you're, you're, you're super Richard every day. 
When, when was I not? Like, if I'm getting back to my ways, that means, was there a time when I wasn't? I love you. Oh, over the holidays, rigid. everyone's in a good mood. We, you know, we gotta, right. yeah. Well, I'm officially yeah. out of that. Okay, we good. need you on that wall. Okay, you got it. Let's go. Big news right now. What big headlines? The big story we're following this morning. What caught everyone's attention? The big news right now. Hockey Will, where are we starting here? Man, did you guys see yesterday ESPN comes out with an article that solidifies something I've been saying for a few weeks. Nathan McKinnon could win MVP. Landeskog trying to go back to Gerard, not free. Landeskog gets it back, walks in, far side out in front. McKinnon knocks in front, score! Nathan McKinnon! Good hard work and play by the Avs. Top line has tied the game at three. This is from Greg Wyshynski of ESPN.com. He'll join us at 8.15. Right now, he says Nathan McKinnon barely edges out Alexander Ovechkin for the Hart Trophy. That's crazy to hear that. It's just crazy. You know, by the way, the Avs are no longer in a playoff position because Calgary and somebody played last night. I believe it was Calgary, Minnesota. And because the Avs are on a bye week, they are no longer eighth spot. Game's in hand. They'll be fine. I get it. But just to let you know, for future reference. So now that ESPN is saying he's a MVP candidate, Vic, we're going to buy it, right? I of mean, course. Hockey Will saying it was just Hockey Will well, saying When Hockey it. Will say, said it, we were just, okay, here's the unreasonable guy just yeah. coming out of the irrational crap again. But you know what? If it happens, you're smarter than the rest yeah, of us. Yeah, to be fair, in all honesty, you were way ahead of the curve on this one. So I hope, I hope beyond all hope that you are right. Nuggets host the Hawks tonight at Pepsi Center. And even though this is a loss tonight, we're going back on uh, that plane to Denver, getting ready for Atlanta, feeling really proud of how we competed and gave ourselves a chance. End of the day, when we come into the locker room every single night, I want our guys to be able to say we competed and we executed. And I thought we did that tonight. I didn't sound right. I said Nuggets host the Hawks tonight. And Malone says, well, this is a loss tonight. Of course, he was referring to the game at Golden State on Monday night. Got to win these home games, guys. There's... Well, first of all, the Nuggets are one of only four teams in the NBA not to have lost three in a row. There's not a single three-game losing streak on their resume. They have to continue that trend. You cannot lose to Atlanta tonight. No, I would agree. I mean, this homestand is critical. We'll dive into it later in the show. They've got 11 games left in January. You can easily, easily get them to 7-4, and four, if not 8-3 and three in those 11 games. Good news on the Paul Millsap front. For all the Nuggets fans listening, and I know you're not a doctor, this is, but is there hope that Paul Millsap will return this season? Have you seen any signs? Has anyone told you? I, mean, I see him at practice. I see him at games. What can we know? But my hope in the back of my mind is that coming out of All-Star break, there's a good chance that Paul Millsap will be available to play. You know, I had a dream last night among my many dreams when I kept waking up. I swear to God I had this dream that Paul Millsap was out of his cast. Swear to God. And I had no knowledge of it. I'm thinking to myself, well, he's got to be out of his cast eventually, right? It's been like six weeks. So now what? You're out of your cast. How long can it take to play? Like a day? It's his left hand, right? <laughs> it's more than a day. I say that facetiously. He's going to have to go through all the rehab. He's going to get strength back and all that business. The All-Star breaks, what, four weeks? Yeah, Five weeks? It's always right after the, the Super Bowl. The All-Star game is February 16th. Okay. I mean, if they get him back in late February... Oh, I think he's on a... That's yeah. enormous. The cast is off today? Which, well, and Vic, the source of all this is Paul posted on Instagram yesterday that the cast is off. So that's how we know this. That's why we're talking about this right now. So, and I know we're going to get into it, but there's two games above 500 at the moment, right? They've got 11 games coming up in January where they should be favored in most of these other than a couple trips to San Antonio. If you can make hay during that, 
and then a couple weeks later get Paul Millsap back, you're in pretty good position. Yeah. They, they, they need to just stop this sort of, uh, you know, win a couple, lose a couple. Like now's, the, now's the time. This is a key three week stretch. They need to pull an avalanche. They do. Exactly right. Portland went into OKC and beat the Thunder last night. Portland is now ahead of both OKC and the Nuggets in the standings. Portland just won't go away for crying out loud. Next big news right now. See you at USC tonight. The two most talented teams in our team from top to bottom are USC and Arizona. So, hell yes, there's extra satisfaction. Hell yes. I got great respect for Sean. Hell of a coach. Got great respect for Andy Enfield. Okay, but to answer your question, hell yes. I'm sure that Tad will be equally jubilant tonight if he beats the USC Trojans. It won't be easy. It's at SC. And Andy Enfield, by the way, heard those comments. He ain't happy, correct? Correct. So they're playing another group of cheaters tonight? Is that yes, what we're saying? Are. Or is yes, that what Tad are. is saying? Yes, they are. Okay. And, and and wait till you hear, we've got it later in the show, Andy Enfeld's reaction to what Tad Boyle had to say over the weekend in regards to both Arizona and SC. Listen, USC, Andy Enfeld, all you, you, you people have nothing to stand on. Your program was under FBI probe. The FBI came in and probed your program. Guilty as ch- what more do you need? So the guy who cheats is upset that someone said he cheats. called him to the carpet. Yes, ah, that's great. That makes a lot of sense. I I I could not be more excited for a January tenth CU game I on a Wednesday night. I agree. There's Can't something wait. at stake now. Can't wait. Uh, on the text line, sorry, Will, the flu shot doesn't help against the stomach flu. Did you know that? I figured it couldn't hurt. You're holding your tummy. It doesn't hurt, doesn't work for the stomach flu? Apparently not. I don't know. So you're going to go get a shoot, a flu shot, and it doesn't help for this thing that's going around. Do you understand how many strains of the flu what exist? What does it help with? Peace of mind. Have you ever gotten a flu shot? I, I used to get it all the time when I was at Channel 4. They had somebody come over to the station and give it to you. I don't believe it. I can't wait to get free lunch February 1st. Sounds tasty. Okay, we'll see if you get sick or not. I'll make sure you get sick, and then trust me, you will get sick. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. Hot takes coming up. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Crackman and Harris. Coming up on the Wednesday edition of Crackman and Harris. There'll be no Crackman. There'll be no Harris. It'll be myself, Josh Dover, my buddy Danny Williams sitting in. We'll have some fun from 3 to 6. Join us. Kurt Heelan will jump on the program from Pro Basketball Talk to talk all things Denver Nuggets. We'll also look around the National Basketball Association. And we'll check in with Pete Jensen from the NHL Network to get his thoughts on a young but very very good and dangerous Colorado Avalanche team. We'll walk you right up to Hawks and Nuggets at 635. It's Crackman and Harris, Wednesday at 3. Every weekday afternoon, 3 to 6, only on Altitude 950. Larry H. Miller Nissan 104th is celebrating the new year all month long with incredible deals. Hey, it's Mark Mosier. Check out the new 2017 Rogue S all-wheel drive for just $172 a month and $19.99 due at signing. Plus, Nissans are up to 20% off MSRP. That's right, up to 20% off MSRP. Larry H. Miller Nissan 104th. I-525 at 104th. Driven by you. 36 months, at least 12,000 liable miles per year. Vin HP 543682. Two or more available. Residual value 14100. Zero security deposit with proof credit. Excludes GTR. All prices include 599 dealer dark fee plus tax title license offerings 2218. Safeway is currently hiring drivers to work in our transportation department located off I-70 in Colorado. 
you will ensure that deliveries are made on time with precision routes and timely scheduling. You will be able to go home at the end of every shift. And the starting rate for the driver's position is $22.49 an hour with a potential bonus of up to $5,000. You must have documented work experience in the transportation trucking industry to be considered for this position. You must have a Class A CDL, at least three years or equivalent to 300,000 miles of all-season or mountain driving experience with tractor-trailer equipment. Refrigeration experience preferred. Must be 21 years old to apply. This is a great opportunity to work with a stable company you can retire with. Safeway treats their employees outstanding, offering an excellent compensation and benefit package, starting out at $22.49 per hour with a potential bonus of up to $5,000. To apply for the driver's position, log on to SafewayDenverDC.com. That's SafewayDenverDC.com. Safeway is a drug-free workplace. John Elway here. Nothing's better than being at home, especially a new one. The people of Colorado agree, and they trust American financing for their new home loans. It's an amazing time to buy and home prices are on the rise. Getting pre-qualified today gives you real buying power. Sellers want to know that you're for real and being pre-qualified by American Financing gives them that assurance. And that's a key to winning in a seller's market. What makes me a fan? They have only salary-based mortgage consultants and don't believe in pressure. Pressure is fine on the field, but not for your home loan. American Financing has no upfront fees and will customize a loan program to fit your financial goals. The Better Business Bureau has given them an A rating. If you're in the market for a new home loan or a refinance, call American Financing today at 303-695-7000 or visit their website at AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, Colorado's home for home loans. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Darren College, a former NFL Super Bowl champion, signed the most important contract of his life to serve in the Army National Guard. National Guard for me was a perfect fit. I've had a lot of military in my family. It's a big part of what uh, my family's done for a long time. I want to go out there and make a difference. I want to be a part of something bigger than myself. I didn't find that in the normal day-to-day life. I didn't find that working behind a desk. I realized being hands-on and being a soldier was something that would keep me active, keep me outside, keep me in the, that team environment that I craved and that I needed so much. And then the opportunity to serve my community and serve my country was just icing on the cake. I wanted to be in Boise, Idaho. I wanted to be home. The National Guard gave me the opportunity to stay right where I was to serve my country and my community. And it was the best of both worlds. I grew up flying bush planes in Alaska with my dad. I was fortunate enough to get my pilot's license. I wanted to be in helicopters. I wanted to be a crew chief. The Army National Guard gave me a chance to fly helicopters down instead of fixed-wing aircraft. To learn how to be part of the Army National Guard, log on to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National Guard. Aired by the Colorado Broadcasters Association at this station. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. A big delay on northbound I-25 with an accident wrapping up at Orchard, but it has caused a big delay back to Ridgegate Parkway this morning. Traffic is brought to you by the Foundation for a Better Life. Also seeing a big delay along eastbound 6th Avenue. A wreck at Federal has backed up traffic to Wadsworth. Winston Churchill's words stirred his country in the face of defeat. Today they inspire us to reach for our own victories. Commitment. Pass it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 9. 50. Altitude 950, Denver's All Sports Station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Say, 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 hey, hey, now, baby. Oh, my, my, don't play now, baby. That's how you cheer up a sick man, Jesse. You play his favorite song. I have no idea who sings this song, but for some reason it just puts me in a good mood. Does it not put you people in a good mood? No? Not really. You don't like this song? No I don't reaction. mind it. 
I just can't believe you said it's your favorite song. It's now my favorite song running right now, at this very moment. Who's the artist? I have no idea. Uh, it's Maroon 5. Is that that dude who's on the voice? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a good song. It's a good song. It's cheery. I mean, like, let this go a little bit. Just feel it. Don't you feel the vibe here? See? Well, I was a 16-year-old girl, maybe. Yeah. Trying to enlighten your day, my friend. You got Adam the Levine, Lombardi show. Yeah, Adam Levine. Levine. That's that dude. Uh, thanks for watching on Periscope at Altitude 950 at Vic Lombardi. Uh, coming up a little bit later here in approximately 12 minutes, we'll have the head coach of the Colorado Avalanche, Jared Bednar. So if you have any questions or comments for Bedsy, feel free to text us, 30933-30933. Are you going to ask him about those shifts? The shorter shifts? Shorter shifts. Is that your question? Uh-huh. Okay, I thought yours was just about the blue line. Well, that'd be my follow-up. Shorter shifts. I think the shorter shifts would help the blue line. Shorter shifts or blue line. I'll remember that. Right now, bring on some piping hot takes. I am the greatest! Because I spit hot fire. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station, and the Vic Lombardi Show present Piping Hot Takes. <laughs> Brought to you by Porter at Venice Hospital. Top 5% in the nation for robotic prostate surgery. It's Vince Hot Take. Somebody on 4129 says flu shots are a scam, extremely dangerous. I don't get vaccinated or my kids. We don't get sick. I haven't been sick in five years. Are you from the Jay Cutler School of Thought? No, you sounds like Kristen may have texted children? the show. The vaccine thing I'm not buying. The flu shot being a scam, I'm in on that. Hey, you know, and I didn't get one of these because I was actually born here. My cousins, Ralph and Joe, were born in Italy. And I noticed that they had on their arms. Did you ever get that, those massive shots when you're a kid? Uh-huh. And they have that scar that emerges on your arm? I didn't end up with the scar, but yeah, I remember doing that. It's but like the four prong yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. cousins have that. I don't. I don't remember what it was for. It was some sort of, was it like the... Polio vaccine or something Booster like that? shots of some I big deal. I, I really, because I didn't get that shot, that's why I'm short. I really oh. believe that it was a growth shot. Wasn't it like mumps or measles? I don't know what it was, but I'm not know. happy not, not getting it. All right, anyway, let me read a couple things. This is my hot take. Alabama coaches, after winning the national title, this is what they brought home. Defensive coordinator earned a 234000 bonus. 234. Offensive coordinator... $216,000 bonus. Every coach on the staff earned a bonus all the way down to the strength coach who made $20,000 in bonuses. Okay, you're saying, all right, fine. Their contract, they can write in whatever they want. But here's where it got me. And this is where I believe the players ought to be able to take advantage of winning a national championship as well. What's so wrong with this? Poke a hole in this if you can, Manchester, because I know you're opposed to players getting paid. Poke a hole in this because I've brought it up before. Don't pay the players, but allow them, after a huge moment like that national title game, to take advantage of it financially. Darren Ravel, who seems to be in the know when it comes to marketing dollars, he was asked how much money Tua, what's his last name again? Uh, Tago Viola. No, you got it wrong. I don't have it in front of me. He was asked how much money Tua could make if he went to an autograph dealer after that game and sold his autographs at a mall. In other words, if he had an autograph stop at a mall the day after winning the national title. Well, Darren Ravel estimated he would make no less than $500,000. Think about that for a second. <laughs> $500,000 for signing his name on the dotted line. He's not allowed to do that. It's against the NCAA code. It's a violation. And I ask, 
Why? Oh, that wouldn't lead to any corruption. There wouldn't be any boosters just sneaking him dough that way. You're assuming there's no corruption now. I'm not assuming that. I'm just saying you, you're opening Pandora's box But if that. you already know corruption exists, and we all know it does, it's just like the whole making sports wagering legal. Oh, that would open up a Pandora's box. What are you talking about? It's already here. What's the difference? The box has been opened. There already is corruption in college sports. If a kid makes a name for himself and his name is worth money, let him go make a buck for his name. That's all. Next hot take. It's HW's hot take. I've been yelling it for weeks. It seemed no one wanted to listen until now. Avalanche star Nathan McKinnon is having a monster season, but you already knew that. What you may not have known, halfway through the season, he's the NHL's MVP. And don't just take my word for it. Check out the well-known Greg Wyshynski's latest piece on ESPN.com. The former Puck Daddy says at this very moment, McKinnon is worthy of the league's top honor, the coveted Hart Trophy. I mean, this is a big deal. Just one year ago, the Avs were the worst team in the league, a doormat. A likely two points for any opponent on any given night. Finishing with just 48 points was the lowest point in Avalanche history, and it probably wasn't that close. Now, that's a compliment in a sense because it highlights just how dominant the Avs have been since moving to Colorado for the 95-96 season. But it was also a reality check that this type of failure isn't acceptable. And Josh Kroenke, Joe Sackick, Jared Bednar, and a score of other folks deserve major credit for fixing this mess and Nathan McKinnon has emerged as a star, a beast, skating up and down the ice, leaving opponents in his wake while looking like the best player in the game each night. Greg Wyshynski says McKinnon's the MVP just in front of a thin margin, Alex Ovechkin. We can dive into this more throughout the show, but this is a big deal. It probably won't happen this year with another Stanley Cup coming to Denver, but another piece of hardware could make it to the Mile High City. I'm glad people are finally listening. Nathan McKinnon looks like an NHL MVP. What time are we talking to Greg Wyshynski today? 8.15. All right, Hockey Will have some questions ready to go. Next, Hot Take. It's Manchester's Hot Take. So the latest thought on the Broncos quarterback search is Tyrod Taylor. And why? Because he once played... For Gary Kubiak. He was a backup in Baltimore when Kubiak was the Ravens offensive coordinator. So connect those dots. And, of course, Tyrod Taylor is coming to the Broncos. Now, never mind the fact that he's still under contract in Buffalo, a team that went to the playoffs. But apparently, despite the fact that Buffalo has no alternative because Nathan Peterman is god-awful, they're going to release their quarterback who led them to the playoffs. Apparently, that's just going to happen. Because Tyrod Taylor once played for Gary Kubiak, and of course he's going to come to Denver because he wants to once again be reunited with a guy who doesn't even have an official title with the team. Am I the only one that doesn't think this makes any sense? I may, I think it makes sense. I brought up his name several weeks ago. Why? Why would Buffalo let him go? Why but, did they bench him midseason? They're going to just have an $8.6 million cap hit for a quarterback that won't be on their roster next year so they can go with who? Nathan Peterman? So they can go with whoever they're going to draft at 22 or wherever they end up? Like, sometimes don't we have to apply some sort of logic as opposed to just John Elway's going to walk across Sloan's Lake and, and have a quarterback appear out of thin air? Because he hired Gary Kubiak, and Gary Kubiak once shared a Coca-Cola with Tyrod Taylor, so he's coming to Denver. This is the dumbest 
argument. It's not. I think dumb. I've heard. It's not dumb. Let They're going to eat eight point six million dollars. Let, let me tell you why it's not dumb. Do you understand that he's due eighteen million next year? Yes. Would you rather pay have eighteen, 18 on the cap million. for a guy who played there, or nine on the cap for a guy who's not playing there? If Buffalo is not sold on Tyrod Taylor, they're not paying him eighteen million. They're not. They're going to eat. They're going to eat eight point six million dollars on the cap to go with Nathan Peterman. That's the, what they're going to do. The only hole in the logic I see is this. Who coaches Tyrod Taylor? Who's the OC in Buffalo? Rick Dennison. Who is Kubiak's good friend? Rick Dennison. So do you think Rick Dennison will tell Kubiak the 411 on Tyrod Taylor? I don't think Rick Dennison needs to. I think yeah. all he needs to do is watch the game against Jacksonville. Here's my point. Why is Buffalo going to voluntarily put themselves in the situation the Broncos are in? Why? Hey, we have a quarterback. Um, we don't want to pay him eighteen million dollars, so we're gonna pay we're gonna have nine million against the cap so we can be in quarterback purgatory. All right, all right, so we just assume Buffalo is moronic. Yeah. yeah. That's how we're gonna do Pretty, this. That is the assumption. That's the assumption. Up. Buffalo he, is run by a bunch of idiots, therefore John Elway is gonna pull a rabbit out of his hat. You know what I would advise? And if they manage to pull this off, I'm all on board. I am so on board. If you could somehow get Tyrod Taylor, and I agree with you, it's not a foregone conclusion they can even have access to him, but if you brought Tyrod Taylor on board and then you supplemented that free agent acquisition with Lamar Jackson and you get two quarterbacks who play the same way, I am all in, bro. Fine. I am all too. In. But can we at least all apply in. a little bit of logic when we're coming up with options? Can, can we? Can we? Can we come up with something of like, oh, th- there's actual repercussions for the Bills if they make this decision versus just, well, he knows Gary. That's all. That's all we're going to apply. He knows Gary. So is now a bad time for me to mention Andrew Luck or Tom Brady? Since when is logic applied to sports? I just want to hear the whole story. And the whole story isn't in here. And it drives me crazy. Where's the logic in the lead story of today's Denver Post sports page? I knew you'd love it. Where's the logic then? Skiing again. How many Where's times the in the last month has it been skiing? Where Four is the, or five? Where is the logic in this being the number one story on the sports If page? you're the Buffalo Bills. Where is the logic? I want to know the, who put this here. Who is it? Who are you? What's your name? And if you're the Buffalo Bills and you don't want to pay Tyrod Taylor $18 million, you have to have someone else you do want to pay $18 right. million. Maybe they have a plan. Otherwise, you ain't moving on. Coming up next, my good friend Bedsy. Jared Bednar. It's the dream you never thought possible. A ride on the Zamboni at Pepsi Center. Altitude 950 is giving you this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And we'll throw in a pair of tickets for the Abs and Sharks January 18th. It's another ultimate Abs experience. Keep it on Altitude 950 all this week to qualify. Here's your National Western Stock Show update. Brought to you by Lifetime Windows and Siding. Tonight's featured event in the Coliseum is the Denver Shootout PBR Bull Riding Finals. Plus, your grounds admission includes free kids activities, livestock shows, the Coors Western Art Exhibit, and Colorado largest western trade show with acres of food and shopping tickets and info at nationalwestern.com this national western stock show update is brought to you by lifetime windows and siding great windows at a fair price call 1-800-GET-WINDOWS or go online to lifetimewindowscolorado.com today Open Thursday through Sunday, the International Sportsman's Expo at the Colorado Convention Center. Try the gear, buy the trips, meet the pros. The Sportsman's Expo, open Thursday through Sunday at the Colorado Convention Center in Denver. 
You know Brakes Plus are the brake experts. Come experience the plus. From routine scheduled maintenance, computerized alignments, to shocks and struts, we do it all. Did you hit a curb? Come in for a free alignment check. Mention this ad and get a computerized alignment for only $60. Visit BrakesPlus.com to schedule your appointment today. Service you can trust at a price you can afford. When America says give me a break, America comes to Brakes Plus. Over $135 million. That's how much money the C3 Group recovered for its clients just in 2017. The C3 Group is a group of licensed public insurance adjusters, engineers, appraisers, meteorologists, and other experts here to help you with your insurance claims. Consider them a go-between between you and your insurance. Let the C3 Group help you today. Visit the website at c3adjusters.com. C3Adjusters.com. Hi, this is Jack Farland, owner of Farland Classic Restoration. Since 1991, we've been Denver's premier classic car restoration and sales shop. From rebuilding a rare 12-cylinder Ferrari engine to performing world-class metalwork on a Jaguar XKE, you'll find we're always up to something interesting. What can we do for you? Learn more at FarlandCars.com or on Facebook at Farland Classic Restoration. This may not be easy for you to hear, but you might need a hearing device. Do you have trouble hearing in crowds? Has someone told you you have the game on too loud? It could be you're having some hearing loss, and a modern, barely visible hearing device might be the solution. We're not talking a clunky old thing like grandpa's. Visit EchoHearingCenter.com. Schedule a free hearing test. Then Echo Hearing Center can help you determine if a hearing device is right for you. Listen, if you think you might be having a hearing problem, why not check it out? Visit EchoHearingCenter.com. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. Traffic is coming to a stop around Garrison on eastbound 6th Avenue because of a left lane accident. Two right lanes getting through at Federal. Traffic is brought to you by Unbound.org. Northbound I-25 running slow Ridgegate Parkway through to Orchard from an earlier wreck. All lanes cleared but still seeing that delay. We all got to where we are through hard work and a little help. Open a world of opportunity for a child or elder dreaming of a better tomorrow at Unbound.org. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. The Altitude 950 hotline is now open. Call 303-753-0950 to join the show. Puck turned over. Shot. Shane Dugan. Rebound. Not free. Rantanen. Back in shot. He scores. Miko Rantanen gets the loose puck and he buries it upstairs with a backhand. The Avs have taken a 4-1 lead. The Avs are on a bye week. The Avs are also on a five-game winning streak. We are joined by the head coach of the Colorado Avalanche. Joins us every Wednesday on the show, Jared Bednar. Coach, first of all, congratulations on the victory streak. Secondly, what are you doing during the bye week? Where are you right now? Uh, I'm here in Denver. Uh, thank you, first of all. And uh, yeah, I'm here in Denver. I'm kind of having a little bit of a staycation. We went to... Uh, Vale and Beaver Creek for a day or two. Yesterday I went to the stock show. Wow. Looking, and looking forward to hitting up the uh, outdoor expo uh, sometime here this week, too, before we get back to playing some games. You know, I grew up going to the stock show. My dad would take us every year. And the one thing, I loved it, but that smell. I couldn't get that smell out of my system <laughs> for day. How do you deal with the smell, Coach? 
I, I grew up in, in Saskatchewan, so that smells everywhere, you know. I am helping out on the farm when I was a kid a lot. It just is what it is. So it you was want- good, though. I went, to, I went to the bull riding last night, uh-huh. and it was, it was fun. It was a good event. I didn't know that you grew up on a farm. Do you know how to milk a cow? Uh, I've milked a cow I, I'm in the past. I didn't grow up on the farm, but my aunts and uncles were all on the farm, so I'd go out there and visit and help them work and enjoy the summertime. Mostly just, you know, brood around and wreck stuff on the farm. Nice. Now, you guys are not allowed to even get together during this bye week? What are the rules here? You're not allowed to uh, have organized uh, skates or practices or workouts, so... I know I know a lot of our guys took off, and, and I think there's a handful of them around, and just kind of getting a, a few days away from the rink to decompress, and and uh, it's good good time for reflection on you know the season to this point, and good things we've done, and things that we want to improve, and so we're all kind of doing a little bit of that, and making sure that we come back and and uh, recognize what we've been doing well here lately to get on this streak, and we'd like to see that continue and uh, jump right back on the horse here um, against Dow- Dallas coming out of the break. So it's a, it's, a, it's a good time to get away. It's a good time, time to rest some bumps and bruises as we're banged up a little bit here and, and then get gear up for the second half and, and the home stretch. Coach, I'm, I'm a worry wart. That's why I do what I do. This is my job, essentially, to worry about teams. Are, are you worried that the break, the bye week, will um, hamper your momentum? Because you guys are rolling right now, and then, boom, you can't play. Yeah. You know what? That's one of the things. It's It, it, it comes at a time where we need it a little bit because of our injuries. It also comes at a time when, you know, you get rolling like this. It'd be nice to continue to keep playing. Um, yeah, I worry. That's a, I think that's a coach's job too. You, you worry every night that that um, things aren't going to go your way and why. And it's kind of your job to get out in front of all the the problems that your team could have and try and keep your team focused. We had a little meeting before that we left and you know talked a little bit about reflection and talked about you know coming back and and being as good as we we are when we left. The one thing that it's okay this year is. The bye weeks are back to back through the whole league, so everyone's taking their bye week either this week or next week, mm-hmm. uh, which wasn't the case last year. You could come out of the bye week and play a team that's been playing the whole time and you know rolling along, and then you're you're jumping on the ice for the first time in five days and playing a game. So I think they've done a good job putting those weeks together this this year. Well, why does the bye week exist? Why is it here? It was never here. Why now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was bargained uh, by the players in the, in the bargaining agreement between the league and them, and uh, yeah. So here it is, yeah. something that the, the players wanted to be able to uh, have a break because All Star break, you have guys that play, and you know it's not that long. And Christmas only two, so you, two days, and two days basically is a, is what you get, or two days and three days. So. I think they wanted a chance to be able to go and have basically winter uh, vacation and rest period uh, before the, the second half of the season started or somewhere around mm-hmm. the point of the season. All right, you mentioned how it falls at a good time for your injury situation. Uh, among the players that have been hurt of late, uh, do you expect anyone to return this weekend against Dallas? Who's expected back? 
that's all still up in the air. It's they're they're all riding the line of being able to play, is my understanding, or being close coming out of that. So getting on the ice for those guys is is going to be the key to 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 being able to either join Dallas or the Anaheim game if they can get a few skates in and everything's going well and they've been conditioning then um then they should be able to, uh some guys should be able to jump in but we we're we're not sure yet because they're so uh day to day that it's all going to depend on how they feel come say Friday Saturday morning can you express in the words the feeling the aura at Pepsi Center on Saturday night, Milan Hayduk number goes up in the rafters, and you guys put a seventh spot on the Wild. How did that feel? I mean, it felt amazing. It was. Um, I mean, it's tough to explain the 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 like. We've had a couple handful of good crowds this year, and a couple sold out crowds, but people uh, tend to trickle into the building. And on this particular night, it was five forty-five the Milan Hayduke event is starting and we're already in our gear as players and coaches are on the bench and getting ready to watch it. And the stadium's packed. The buzz and the energy in the building was, it was amazing. Uh, they, they did a fantastic job on his event. And then, um, you know, we really just wanted our guys to stay focused and come out, kind of feed off that energy of our crowd. And that's exactly what they did. And, and it was a fun hockey game for us on our side, and the, the building was it was amazing, and uh, it was an unbelievable feeling to be able to win that game at home in front of our crowd, and, uh, you know, beating the Wild, and to be able to climb the standings a little bit on that, at least for a night or two. Uh, it was just terrific, and, and our, our guys recognized it and wanted to play well in front of our, our fans, and our fans were amazing in supporting us. So it was it was a really fun night. Come on, it means more to beat Mini, doesn't it? It means more, especially for those guys who were around a few years back when they lost to Mini in the playoffs. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely a, a, a bit of a rivalry. There's no, there's no love lost there, and, and you feel it not just from our guys, but from our, from our fans too. Talking to our fans and bumping into people <laughs> seems like everyone hates Mini, which mm-hmm. is, you know, that's but that's good. That's what you need. You, you need, need some hatred. Yeah. Uh, we're going to visit with uh, Greg Wyshynski at 8.15 from ESPN. He wrote an, an article, uh, and he has Nathan McKinnon in the MVP conversation. In fact, he's got McKinnon up there with Ovechkin. He's got McKinnon in the same place as some of these players that play for the great teams right now in the NHL. I, it's amazing. It's amazing to watch this now where you go, your season turns so quickly that you have a player that is an MVP candidate. Do you agree with Wyshynski when he writes this stuff? Yeah, like I said, I think that you you have to, you know, you got to be able to drive your team into a playoff position, and, and if you can get in the dance, then I absolutely think he is a candidate. I mean, you look what he does for us on a nightly basis, and 
how explosive he is and how dangerous he is. And I mean, he's he's one stride away and you know one bounce away from uh, you know scoring almost every shift that he's on, and it's it, it's impressive to watch. And, and you can you can study the best players in the league and watch what they do. And he's equally as dangerous as all those guys. He's putting up the numbers now. Um, our team is, you know, jumping on behind them and starting to win some games. So if we could continue to do what we've been doing here for the last little bit, I absolutely think he's a candidate. And, you know, he's he's tied to our team and we're tied to him. And, and I think it's it's like that with Ovechkin and all those guys. So I think he should be in the conversation for sure. All right, Coach, I have a couple questions via the text line. Fans want to know. This one comes in. Uh, Coach, any update on the injury to Kamenev? Didn't he break his, his arm a couple months ago when yeah. he first showed up? Yeah, he broke his arm and, and he got a plate put in and a bunch of screws and everything. And he's been up here um, working out and, and training. And he's, and he's been back to San Antonio and working out and training there. All off ice stuff still so far. He still hasn't started uh, getting on the ice. And I haven't heard on a specific timeline, which makes me believe that it's not quite, it's not, it's not coming up on us here anytime soon. But, um, you know that he'll he does have a chance to be back playing hockey this season, but I think it's still another month or more away. But I'm I'm unsure on that, but I don't think it's close. Okay, next question on the text line: Have you been following Timmins and Maker at the World Juniors? I I've watched a little bit of these guys and I've heard what they've done. Thoughts on getting any of those two players called up to the Avs this season? Yeah, well, I watched I watched them, yeah, and and, and they were impressive in in, in different ways and. You know their their vision, their puck moving ability, excellent. Uh, you can just tell the set of tools that these guys have. It's it's impressive playing against the best in the world in their age group, and and they did a really nice job. And obviously, winning gold is is was something special for those guys. Um, called up this season, I, I I have no idea. I, I I know that they'll be part of the the uh the avalanche in the near future as far as this season goes um Timmons is playing in Sault Ste. Marie um they are I think the other, last time I looked they had points or they've won 23 in a row or wow. something like that so he's he's basically on the Memorial Cup uh contender um maybe the 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 team that's supposed to win it um, so he could play a long time, and and, uh, and and those guys they don't they they couldn't join us until their seasons are over, and then Hill uh, Makar is is going to college in uh, UMass Amherst. So uh, that just depends they, they, on Joe and his staff and on their seasons, and you know if if the stars align, then it's possible I guess that we could see Wonder both from this season, but. Uh, if not, it'll be in the near future because we liked what we saw from Timmons even last year in training camp and, and, uh, you know, Makar, who knows, it's a, it's a college situation. So they're both a little bit different circumstances. All right. For those of the, those listening to the show, coach, who have not visited the stock show and you did, as you said yesterday, what's the one thing they have to see? What was your favorite part? <laughs> I like the bull riding. That's what I went to yeah. last night and it was awesome. Um, you know that some of the best cowboys in the in the world are there and, and competing. I think the fine finals for the bull rides tonight 
Um, they had first two days of qualifying, and then I think finals tonight. So it's uh, that was fun, and uh, you know I just like walking around and seeing everything, and saw some calf open in the afternoon, and, and, and then stuck around for the PBR. So it was it was good. I, I had a good time with it there. A lot, lot of good vendors and stuff there too. Which of your players would make the best bull rider? Who's the guy? <laughs> oh man. Who's the I'm guy say, that would stay on that sucker? I'm going to say Como. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because he's the most fearless of the bunch or what? Why Como? He's got this, like, snarl and grit to him. And okay. plus, he, plus, he's originally a Saskatchewan boy, so he's, he's pretty tough. Who, who would make the best rodeo clown on your team? Because that's a tough job. Oh, man. Let's see. You have to sort of mess and antagonize the animal and then get the hell out of the ring. Yeah, I could, I could see, honestly, I could see, uh, Big Z being a, being a good rodeo clown. <laughs> Big Z. Yeah, and then use that when you go back to, all right, when you back at work, coach, Saturday against the, uh, Dallas Stars at Dallas is the next game. When do you practice again? After, uh, Friday morning. Well, listen, man, five-game win streak, tops in the NHL right now, along with the Washington Capitals. Needless to say, this has been fun. Keep it up, my man. I appreciate you visiting with us every Wednesday. Thanks, Vic. Take care. All right, take care. That is Jared Bednar, stock show enthusiast. I might have to visit the stock show just based on his advice there. Well, now I've been, Bedsy's been, I think it's time you go. I, Dude, I grew up with the stock show. You came, I grew up, win every year. Well, I meant this year. The bull riding does fascinate me. Mm. Those people are nuts. They're nuts. They're beyond nuts. It's crazy stuff. Crazy talk. That's an animal with horns trying to stomp you. Trying to hurt you. That animal is trying to hurt you. It's not a human. It is an animal trying to walk all over you. It is crazy talk. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. There's big news in the new year as mortgage loan limits are increasing, meaning you may be able to borrow more money when purchasing a new home. It's an increase that will give buyers more choices in homes so you can plan your new year and the things you want to accomplish. Make sure home ownership is near the top of the list. With just a 10-minute call to the salary-based mortgage consultants at American Financing, you can start the process of getting mortgage approval, an even better way to find out exactly what loan amount you can be approved for. It will make your home search more enjoyable. So give my friends at American Financing a call, 303-695-7000. Check them out online at AmericanFinancing.net. They're the official mortgage company of Altitude 950. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Friday, January 12th is 1980s night when your Denver Nuggets host the Memphis Grizzlies at 7 p.m. Be a part of Nuggets history as we celebrate the 1980s era as part of our 50th anniversary season. It's Michael Adams, Mike Evans, Calvin Nett, Danny Shays, Wayne Cooper, and Bill Hanslick will be on hand for a pregame autograph session and a special halftime ceremony. All fans in attendance will receive a special 1980s night poster. Get your tickets today at Nuggets.com. 
Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay, plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. What's at Lamar's Donuts that you won't find at any ordinary donut shop? How about gourmet indulgences of the highest quality? Lamar's Donuts are always made by hand daily and with only the best ingredients. That was Ray's way. Come enjoy our delicious donuts at one of our nine conveniently located Colorado Lamar's. And also visit us online at Lamar's.com. That's Lamar's.com, where we have simply a better donut. This may not be easy for you to hear, but you might need a hearing device. Do you have trouble hearing in crowds? Has someone told you you had the game on too loud? It could be you're having some hearing loss, and a modern, barely visible hearing device might be the solution. We're not talking a clunky old thing like grandpa's. Visit echohearingcenter.com. Schedule a free hearing test. Then Echo Hearing Center can help you determine if a hearing device is right for you. Listen, if you think you might be having a hearing problem, why not check it out? Visit echohearingcenter.com. Next time you want to drive up the hill to play at the casinos in Central City, don't crawl up that old twisty canyon stuck behind slow buses and gravel trucks. Do what I do. Take I-70 to the Central City Casino Parkway. It's a quick, easy, scenic drive. And best of all, it's a modern four-lane highway. Central City offers everything you need. Hotels, dining, bars open 24-7, and live casino action day or night. So remember, don't take old twisty. Cruise I-70 to the parkway and take the four lanes to fun. At KeyBank, we believe financial wellness is all about taking small steps. Financial wellness means spending your money wisely and being aware of your spending. KeyBank's financial wellness tool not only makes it so that I can track my spending, but I can see what I'm spending my money on. I feel more conscious of what I'm spending, and I feel like I have the reins more than I did before. If you want to take your first steps to financial wellness, use the red key. KeyBank. Member FDIC. The Altitude 950 traffic update. An accident blocking the right lane northbound 225 approaching I-70, quickly stacking back traffic to 6th Avenue. Traffic is brought to you by the Rock and Roll Marathon Series. An earlier accident on 6th Avenue eastbound at Federal. All lanes cleared with that earlier situation, but backed up traffic to Garrison. Rock and Roll Marathon Series is gearing up for 2018. Don't miss the best in-class running experience, where everything you love about running comes together. Register now, runrockandroll.com. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. want to thank Coach Bednar Bedsy for joining us every Wednesday at 730. Uh, you did not know this, James, but you and Bedsy both went to the stock show last night. You walked in and said, I was at the stock show. I was at the bull riding. He was there as well. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a good time. A little PBR. Uh, I asked the coach. First of all, I asked uh, the coach of the Avalanche if he knows how to milk a cow. It was awkward. He does. Uh, but I also asked about the smell of the stock show and how he deals with that. Well, he grew up in Saskatchewan, so it's not that big a deal. It uh, it wasn't bad last night. But somebody, uh, on the, I think you're being oversensitive. Well, somebody on the text line says, "Vic, Derek writes it. D- Vic, how does he deal with the stock show smell? Have you ever taken the whiff of hockey gear?" It's a great point. 
go into a locker room, a hockey locker room, yeah. that is a smell unlike anything else. There's not a more foul locker room oh, than hockey gosh. in terms of smell. And the younger the team, the worse the smell, it seems. Like the peewees and the juniors and all those young kids, because mm. they don't wash their well, stuff. Yeah, they don't have professionals cleaning everything. You know what's even worse than that when they stick all those... Uh, all those pads in the back of the car and leave them, and it's stuck. That smell stuck in the car. Yeah. Well, then it like seeps into the the leather or the you know the, the seats. The carpet. Like, right, you need to get a crazy power wash. Don't get me started on smells. All right. I, I I got a few hunter friends. You know, Joel Dreesen's a hunter. My buddy Aaron's a hunter, and they've got these rooms in their houses that they they keep all their hunting gear. Right. And along with that hunting gear is stuff they use to attract. The prey, okay. um, and, and and this stuff could could be a lot of things. A lot of it is deer urine. Mm-hmm. They they like mm-hmm. they spray themselves with deer urine, and they keep this in their homes. One of the many reasons I'm not a hunter. Can you imagine that? No, I can't. I can't imagine that being something like yeah. I, I think I'm going to do this today. <laughs> I'm going to douse myself in deer urine. Go stand in the woods and hope I attract a deer so I can shoot it. Didn't Ray Lewis do that before uh, they won the Super Bowl? You think, the, I think you're thinking deer. Of, no. What no. was it? I think you're, you're thinking of Moise Alou actually using urine on his hands before you went to. The, yeah, but Ray Ray Lewis did something sketchy. It was deer, deer or something. Was it deer antler? It could be. Yes, yeah. that's what it was. That's what that's it was. What it was. To rehab. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was the big thing back then. That was sort of that, that rehab process people used to yeah. cheat their way back into rehab. Can you read this text right here? Because I'm too sick to read it. Three three five eight. It's too long of a text. All right. Well, it's directed towards James. So, hey James. Awesome. This is Trent from Littleton, our buddy. Hey James. I'm sure Vic and Will would be excited to know that a rare moon event happening on January 31st that hasn't happened in 150 years. Ooh. Let's there, hear about it. There will be a super blue blood moon. The blue moon means it's second full moon this month, and it's a super blood moon due to the moon appearing larger and red. Also, some parts of the world will see a total total lunar eclipse. The East Coast will see a partial eclipse, but we won't see any eclipse in Colorado. Thanks. Who cares, Trent? Oof, that was I passed out. That's outstanding. I out. So January thirty first. Who cares? It'll be the second full moon of the month, which to Jesse's question a couple of weeks ago makes it a blue moon, right? Because it's the second time this month. It's going to be we're going to be a little closer, so it's going to be bigger and redder. Oh my gosh! What Moonrise was mo- that night's going to be awesome. HW, you vouch for this. What was the most overrated natural, whatever the hell you want to call it, event that took place last year of 2017? Yes, that thing we all went to the parking garage for yes. the, the total eclipse or totality well, well, or people, whatever the hell it was. People bought glasses for it. They paid big money for glasses. People in this the office paid big overrated money for waste of time. It shut down business. Business came to a standstill because of this. For like 12 minutes. Mm, some people milk that. Well, of course. They're also the same people who take 19 smoke breaks. I mean, come on. Uh, the, you blame uh, that on the moon? The Probably. CU Buffs are at USC tonight. They've won two in a row. They beat number four ASU and number 14 Arizona last week. Now they're on the road. USC was one of the targets of that Tad Boyle rant after the victory against Arizona, where you mentioned a couple teams that have been uh, involved in an FBI probe. Well, turns out that the USC head coach, what's his name again? Andy Enfield? Andy Enfield. Yeah. He caught wind of what Tad had to say and wasn't happy with the coach's remarks. Now, Tad Boyle did stress, he came on this show and he did stress, listen, I have respect for these guys, 
but what's happening with their programs ain't right. It ain't right. Andy Enfield, after practice, was asked by a couple reporters to react to what Tad Boyle had to say. He issued the following statement, brought to you by Marty O. We are disappointed in Tad Boyle's comments and what they imply. Not only is it unfair for someone to comment who doesn't have all the facts, but those comments are unfair to those of us involved in the USC men's basketball program. Most importantly, to our student-athletes and their families. They're outstanding young men who choose USC to earn a world-class education and to compete for championships. Shut up. I was just mesmerized by Marty O's voiceover work. That was pretty good, Marty. Wow. So just for some background on this. How many takes, Marty? How many takes? Be honest. One take? Two takes. Two takes. takes. First one was a little rough. Just for some background on this, Manchester, Andy Enfield only gave this to two reporters who were newspaper folks. So no audio of this exists. So we had to have our own Marty O read this lousy statement. Help me understand something. Your program, your program is under FBI probe. Okay, the FBI is involved with an assistant coach in your program. And you mean to tell me you're just going to wash your hands of that like nothing nothing to see here? Nothing wrong? We're good? Well, what did he say in that statement that's incorrect? Okay, I have to hear the statement again. Okay, let's hear it again well, and one, tell me what's incorrect. All right, I'll tell you when it's incorrect. Go ahead, roll it. Here's Marty O as Andy Enfield, head coach <laughs> of the USC Trojans. Martin Olishinsky. <laughs> Olishowicz. We are disappointed in Tad Boyle's comments and what they imply. Not only is it unfair for someone to comment who doesn't have all the facts. All right, stop right there. Does he have all the facts? All all the facts I need is this. They're under FBI pro. Oh, so nobody's ever been investigated by the FBI that didn't do it. Okay. It's never happened in the history of the United States. This isn't the NCAA. This is the FBI. I get it. And uh, most of the time, the FBI snooping around, there's something happening. But (laughs) is that? Yes, it's enough for me. Yes, guilty. Yes. Really? Guilty of something. Yes. Wow, that's American of yes. you. Yes. Innocent until proven guilty yes. means nothing to you. It's no. innocent until the feds no. decide to look. They're guilty. Keep going. Oh, I'll tell you what else on. he says. But those comments are unfair to those of us involved in the USC men's basketball program. True. Most importantly, to our student athletes and their families. True. They're outstanding young men who choose USC to earn a world-class education <laughs> and to compete for championships. Yeah. False. <laughs> Come on. Most of these young men will be in the pros in two years. USC is a very good school. It's a great school. But they're not competing for championships. That's the false part. Did Vic Hot take due process? Yeah. Wow. He doesn't want to go innocent until proven guilty. If the feds are looking at you, you're guilty. That was your take. Okay, let me me just say a couple things. Is Louisville cheating? Probably. Probably. Is Baylor cheating? Yes. Without a doubt. Is Arizona cheating? Probably. Probably. Are they all under investigation? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is is SC under I can be suspicious. I can be suspicious. I certainly can. But for the coach to come out and basically said Arizona cheats, so hell yes, yeah. it's more satisfying you, to beat him. And then unprovoked, unprompted, also point out USC, who's next on your schedule. That was a little odd. The question was about Arizona. That's what the question was about. So he went and and, and threw USC under the same bus which was a little silly considering you're playing him. But does he know all the facts? Does he know? He knows Have enough, they been found guilty? He knows enough facts. I, I, I would I would think that Tad knows more, a little more than you do. On I would agree. Right. I think he knows enough to go out publicly and say what he said. Okay. Well, why why do we assume he knows enough and then the coach because of USC you know why? doesn't think he knows enough? he's tired of the blatant cheating. That's why. Well, he's fine. He's tired of it. I understand that. And so are I we. understand that. They cheat. They cheat. And you can take your due process. I'll go with North Denver Street Justice. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. I didn't know that you grew up on a farm. Do you know how to milk a cow? 
Uh, I've milked a cow I, I'm in the past. I didn't grow up on the farm, but my aunts and uncles were all on the farm, so I'd go out there and visit and help them work. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Coming up tonight, the Nuggets host the Hawks at Pepsi Center. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock with a pregame show. Getting away at 6.35. Jason Kosminski, the radio voice of the Nuggets, will be on the call. KKSE, Parker, Denver, home of the most. Shoot and scores! Nathan McKinnon's short side! Home of the Cavs. Kicked up and in by the Cavs. The Avs and Nuggets. And Denver's all-sports station. Altitude 950. And this thing is over. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Hour number two of the Vic Lombardi Show. We'll visit with Greg Wyshynski at 8.15. ESPN's Greg Wyshynski wrote a uh, nice article featuring Nathan McKinnon as an MVP candidate. Our morning sugar fix with Marty O coming up at 8.45. Adam Morris at 9. From the text line, 30933. 30 uh, I'm tired of all these moon events. Every hundred years, it seems to come around, and once a week now, these moon people just looking for a reason to drink. I could not agree with you more. What does it have to do with Could drinking? I not agree with you more. Where's the drinking aspect of this? Since it's like a party. I mean, I mean, it what, is, what really? What's wrong with us? Uh, what we're, the moon is this golden calf, suddenly. It's a freaking rock with dirt. We're Calm trying down. to pay attention to science and, and notice things. That's a shame. 3619 agrees with me regarding USC. Guys, the feds don't get involved unless you're guilty of something. That I is think it's pretty obvious. So not true. Okay. So not true. Okay, have you ever seen Wolf of Wall Street? The feds have never looked into something and been wrong. When the feds showed up, that's when stuff got bad. All right, give me, cite me your examples of athletics at the NCAA level where the feds were involved and nothing was wrong. Go ahead. I don't know off the cite, top of my head. Cite some examples. Have, have the police or the feds or whoever ever looked into something and gone the wrong way? I've got one, and it's the world of sports. How about the guy they said did the bomb in Atlanta at the Olympics? How about that guy? And ruined his life. Oh. How about that one? I, that was the that, big fat that, guy. That, that wasn't an NCAA violation. That's the feds. That was an Olympic And it's sports-related. And everybody just said, well, if they're coming around, he must have done it. And he didn't. Richard Jewell. That's his name. Good Richard fine. Jewell. The How about other, that one? The other one I can Texter. remember. The other one I can remember that had nothing to do with the feds. It was guilty. simply NCAA. Was the, remember the Duke lacrosse scandal how about that one but that did not involve the feds it involved the ncaa okay but was, were they wrong were they wrong? very wrong okay very wrong so based on those two examples we don't think maybe we should just let due process play itself no, out no because i believe tad knows more than we do about those the subject duke matter. lacrosse players no. had tad, their but, lives ruined for three but years tad wouldn't say what he said you don't I'm know like, that oh god come on, don't be naive Okay. You're being like you're, you're okay. being you're, you're going okay. you're going HW. Right right you now. don't you don't think maybe Tad just is a what? what speaking out of turn. Why why would he? What for what reason? Because he's tired of being on a treadmill with a team that's uh, nine see, and nine see, in conference you have every a beef year. With Tad. He's tired. That, you see, no, that, I don't have a okay. beef with Tad, but maybe he's tired of getting his butt kicked by Arizona and USC. Maybe, maybe he's tired of of getting out recruited by people who cheat. Maybe. Or maybe so he's just tired of getting out. out recruited. No, maybe he sees a guy that plays for Arizona that is going to be an NBA first round pick, easily top ten pick, and says, "How in the hell did they land him?" And he's going to call him out for it. Well, normally you would be the guy who doesn't doesn't want people to make excuses. You would just say, "Hey, why don't you find a way to compete?" So you want me to advise? T 
tad to cheat like the others cheat. No. Find a way to compete. Deal with it. What, what, so, hey, everybody cheats, so we're just going to be, you know what, we're just going to be 500 because everybody else cheats. What am I supposed to do? That's the answer? See, or, now, you, now you know how I feel when we were arguing about the sunglasses because I was just arguing for due process, and you guys did not want anything to do with due process when we were arguing about the sunglasses. That's totally not what we so said. So this is a great sports beef between Tad Boyle and Andy Enfield, correct? It's a great sports it beef, is. which it leads is. to our Power 5 question of the day. What can we not get enough of today? So hot right now. Let's dive into the Power Five. Uh, and hopefully tomorrow morning when you open up the sports page in Denver Post, there's not a picture of a snowboarder. <laughs> I'm, tired, I'm tired of seeing a snowboarder on the sports page, right? The Denver Nuggets won a game, okay? All right, what's the beef? All right, there you go. So you heard Michael Malone, Nuggets head coach, have beef with snowboarders being on the front page of the Denver Post. Vic, that's been one of your beefs for a yeah. while. Well, Coach Malone be happy to know that it's not a snowboarder on the front page of the sports today. It is actually a skier. Mm, okay, so 30933 is the Altitude 950 text line. Tell us your favorite local sports beef. Get creative, 30933. Our favorite one is going to the Mammoth and Saskatchewan Rush on Saturday night at the Pepsi Center. In, in all honesty, and I'm trying to be fair. I'm not trying to make fun of the sport. It's an impressive sport. Some of the greatest athletes on earth play this sport. You know when you watch the Battle of the Network Stars? Remember that show? Remember when they get all the great yeah. athletes together and they participate in obstacle courses and stuff? I remember watching Bodie like Miller. Ed Asner yeah. does tug well, of war. Even the more recent one. Even the more recent one. I remember watching Bodie Miller dominate. Just dominate. He's such an extraordinary athlete, right? Mm -hmm. To ski, to be able to stay in that tough position down a hill, it's not easy. But if you tell me that I'm going to read all these damn articles that you keep feeding me because the Olympics are approaching? You're nuts. You're drunk. Who's reading this stuff? I don't think anyone. Who's re I mean, what, what what are you doing? Did she win or not? Did she set a record or not? I That's care what, the story. Okay, I'll care about the Olympics, but right now I don't know about these random cups going on in Austria. Nobody cares. And, it, and the Olympics are coming up, so what? Now and? I can be more excited because so, so she won Rando Cup of Euro. So where's the uh, where's the curling articles if the Olympics are coming up? Good point. I mean, I mean uh -huh. I, that's my favorite. Olympic How's sport? the preliminary biathlon going? That's my my favorite sport is curling. Apollo you know, Anton Ono, that was fun when he yeah. does that stuff. I want to know that crazy sport where they put a bunch of skiers on that circle and they run around and jump. What's happening in that? Yeah, where's that one? Just understand your audience. I know we ski here. I know we have mountains. It's a recreational sport. It is not front page stuff. So yes, I have a beef, and so does Coach Malone. Favorite local sports beef three zero nine three three is the altitude nine fifty text line three zero nine three three. Our favorite ones going to the Mammoth Let's, and Rush Saturday. Other than Vic and whoever's making these editorial decisions at the Denver Post, who else? Well, give us some other examples. All right, so I would say uh, Manchester versus Cliss. It's a local oh, sports beef. That's a good beef. Yeah, that is a good beef. He's, you know, he still has me blocked on that's Twitter. That's a good, good beef. Yeah. It's a, it's just take his ball and go home. The long-running beef between Jake Plummer and Mike Shanahan soon to be relieved of all beefness because tomorrow I'm visiting with both of those guys in a bygones be bygones interview. At the same time. At the same time. Wow, good for you. I uh, can't wait for that. I, you know, I have my list. I really don't like John Fox. I don't like Troy Tulowitzki. I don't like Carmelo Anthony. Brock I don't Osweiler. like Shane. I don't like Brock Osweiler. I don't like Tyler Chatwood. I don't like Greg Holland. I don't like Pat Neshek, So, What's your beef with Tyler Chatwood? Uh, he was a jerk to a co-worker, and he's not a very good pitcher. Oh, now it doesn't even have to happen to you? You're going to be all upset? 
Tyler Chatwood's on the list. Okay, how about why? The, hey, how about this? What did Tyler Chatwood ever do at Coors Field? Well, geez, um, then your list is going to be 180 people long. How about this beef? George Carl Kenyon Martin. That's a good one. That's a really good one. George had that book, and he mm-hmm. came on this show, and he jumped all over Kenyon a couple times in that book, and Kenyon's remarks, wow. You know what used to be a really good one? How about John Elway and Dan Reeves? Yes. That did not end well. I think they've kind of mended fences as they both aged. John Elway, Mike Shanahan was a beef at one point as well. What about John Elway, Peyton Manning? Was there a beef How there? about just John Elway and fill in the blank? I mean, do we sense a pattern here? Does that guy get along with anyone? Coops. That, well, now they've mended fences because Coops can come back in and help him just miraculously get the bills to cut their quarterback. We don't have another option, yeah. but we're going to eat $9 million so John Elway can have our quarterback because he brought in Gary Kubiak. So we're looking for best local beefs as our Power Five question of the day. Did Kyle uh, Keefe have one? Yes, he hated uh, Anderson, Craig Anderson. Mm. Hated? That's yeah. a big term. Didn't like him. That's a big word. Well, you know, Kyle doesn't hate anybody. He's he's like a gentle puppy, right? He just yeah. licks and barks and licks. <laughs> What about uh, JaVale McGee and Josh Dover? Ooh, oh, that is a pretty good beef. Didn't, hold on a second. Didn't Josh call out JaVale on Twitter and JaVale responded? He said something like, meet me on the streets, something like that to Josh. What did Josh say to him? I can't remember. It turned into a battle, though. Josh said he wanted to fight him and JaVale accepted the challenge. How about wow. me and Evan Mathis? Oh, Ooh. wow. That got ugly. That, did that, that ugly. one got ugly. See, yours get ugly. Yours aren't just play. I didn't, ugly. Make, I didn't make it ugly. Didn't Ooh, he like it? Didn't he expose your your? Yeah, home? he posted a photo of my house. I got along fine with Evan Mathis. He's a bad. Just guy. Just so you know, I got along fine with him. He's a bad guy. That I got along swimmingly. Openly bragged about his his uh, the fact that he likes to bully people online, and then he shows up at Brandon McManus's anti-bullying campaign. Stick it, Evan. You know Mathis. what's funny You're is D- jerk. DT and I had a beef, but he actually mm-hmm. dropped it, so it was good. Oh, that's good oh. to know. That's that's good to know that DT actually came to terms on that one. Great, huh? Beefs. You gotta have, who's, your, who's your beef with other than the Denver Post editorial staff? I, I, you know, I, I love the paper. You know this, right? I, I just have a beef with the person that decides that that is front page news. I, I, I disagree. I think at this point they're doing it just to make you of mad. Of course they are. I have a beef with the ESPN sending the crew to Lithuania. Yeah, it's the same do. propaganda. That's what it is. It's prob- It's It's somebody assuming what we want to know, what we want to read, rather than following... Your viewership and listenership and readership and understanding what the audience is. You have a beef with hockey guy. Uh, only, generic only, hockey only, guy. You know, well, I did butcher Makar. What's his last name again? Maker? Makar? Makar. Gosh, dang it. You and Alabama fans, those two women over at your yeah. sports bar over there, that sounded like a beef. I knew as soon as I said that kid's name, I butchered it. I knew as soon as I said it. And I heard Moj yesterday say his name three or four times. I said, I'm going to remember it. It's Makar. You and that 14-year-old you were talking trash to at the DAC playing basketball. Yeah. That was a pretty I think he's more beef. like 18. Oh, Elway versus DMAC. See? That was a pretty Elway good and in, insert name here. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie calling CSU little brother. Remember that? I don't think just because you point out the obvious, it's a beef. Eddie says, Rocky and Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. That's a good pretty one. Good. That's a pretty good Playoff one. Playoff series would escalate that. Uh, there's plenty more coming in. It is the Lester Hayes Vance Johnson. That was a good one. But Lester Hayes and anybody. Lester Hayes was a, a cheater. He uses, you stick him. He cheated. 
Up next, Greg Wyshynski, ESPN.com. His article on Nathan McKinnon as a viable MVP candidate in the NHL. There's big news in the new year as mortgage loan limits are increasing, meaning you may be able to borrow more money when purchasing a new home. It's an increase that will give buyers more choices in homes so you can plan your new year and the things you want to accomplish. Make sure home ownership is near the top of the list. With just a 10-minute call to the salary-based mortgage consultants at American Financing, you can start the process of getting mortgage approval, an even better way to find out exactly what loan amount you can be approved for. It will make your home search more enjoyable. So give my friends at American Financing a call, 303-695-7000. Check them out online at AmericanFinancing.net. They're the official mortgage company of Altitude 950. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Hi, this is Jack Farland, owner of Farland Classic Restoration. Since 1991, we've been Denver's premier classic car restoration and sales shop. From rebuilding a rare 12-cylinder Ferrari engine to performing world-class metalwork on a Jaguar XKE, you'll find we're always up to something interesting. What can we do for you? Learn more at FarlandCars.com or on Facebook at Farland Classic Restoration. Although the great cooking from the holiday season has come and gone, you know you can still have those delicious meals on a game day. This is Vic, and that's what makes the Black Eyed Pea a Colorado and game day favorite. Made to order fresh with natural ingredients. Whether you're craving a juicy half-pound burger, a ribeye steak, or the seared salmon, you know you'll get a homestyle favorite made from scratch. And if you want to enjoy these homestyle meals before the game, the Black Eyed Pea will have their entrees out in 15 minutes or less, and they have a great craft beer selection in full bar. Don't forget about their friendly service. Combine all that, you have a winning team, the Black Eyed Pea, a Colorado and game day favorite. Locally owned and operated with nine front range locations throughout Denver and Castle Rock. Black Eyed Pea. Over $135 million. That's how much money the C3 Group recovered for its clients just in 2017. The C3 Group is a group of licensed public insurance adjusters, engineers, appraisers, meteorologists, and other experts here to help you with your insurance claims. Consider them a go-between between you and your insurance. Let the C3 Group help you today. Visit the website at c3adjusters.com. c3adjusters.com. It's your favorite time of year at Pepsi Center. Shot score! Nathan McKinnon! Don't miss the chance to cheer on your Colorado Avalanche. Middleton score! Landon Scott tipped it, and the Avalanche win the game! Tickets for all games are on sale right now. Reserve your seats today at coloradoavalanche.com. Go Avs, go! Altitude 950 traffic update. Stop and go traffic eastbound C470 Kipling through to Platte Canyon and on northbound 225 Colfax to I70. Traffic is brought to you by the Foundation for a Better Life. Watch for activity clearing an accident at the very end of the ramp from C470 onto northbound I25 and it is backing up traffic to around Ridgegate Parkway on northbound. Winston Churchill's words stirred his country in the face of defeat. Today they inspire us to reach for our own victories. Commitment. Pass it on from the Foundation for a better life at values.com i'm chris mclaughlin with traffic on altitude 950 altitude 950 denver's all sports station now back to vic lombardi 
Sends it a high slot. McKinnon looks, shoots, and scores! The redirect! The redirect! That one will get out! Nathan McKinnon threw it off something on the near side of the crease. That is a good goal! Nathan McKinnon has been on a tear of late, in case you haven't noticed. So much so that uh, Greg Wyshynski of ESPN.com has him on his list. Hart Trophy candidate, most valuable player, Nathan McKinnon, the leader in the clubhouse, according to Wyshynski. Let's go to the hotline and welcome Greg. Well, Greg, how you doing, my man? Thanks for a few minutes this morning. My pleasure. Yeah, not only on the list, but leading. The yes. List. If you had said that a month ago, I'd say, is this guy drunk? But so much has changed. In a, it's amazing how quickly things change. And you have to have a team that is somewhat competitive, and that's what the Az have been of late. They've won five in a row. If they don't win those five straight, then you can't put Nathan McKinnon on your list, can you? No, exactly. And, I mean, it, it, to, to further your point, I mean, the, one of the criteria that we have, at least that I have as a Professional Hockey Writers Association awards voter, is for the Hart Trophy, you got to be in it to win it. The team's got to be in a playoff spot in order for me to continue, consider you a most valuable player. Otherwise, I mean, what's your value, right? You're the most valuable thing about an, a, a non-valuable team <laughs> if that's if you're not in the playoffs. Uh, so when we did this, the Avs luckily were holding down the wild card. So in my mind, that makes McKinnon eligible to win the Hart Trophy. So uh, if they're in the playoffs, if they're in the the wild card spot. Uh, I think he is by far the best candidate for MVP. Um, if you look around at the other choices, Ovechkin, I think, has had an amazing season considering the Capitals around him have not played all that well. And there's no denying Nikita Kucherov's offensive season for Tampa, even though I think he's had some help uh, in making that team the juggernaut that it is. But in McKinnon's case, I mean, you look up and down that lineup, the first line carries the offense. His season compared to previous seasons and, and the point production has been uh, you know, there is no comparison. Then on top of all that, to shoulder the kind of offensive load he's had to in the wake of trading away Matthew Shane, I think it's just been all around the most impressive season and the most valuable season for any player in the league. How is this happening? I guess a lot of us closer to home here see the addition <laughs> by subtraction. When they traded Matt Duchesne is when McKinnon really broke out. Is there anything to that? Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean obviously I'm not in the locker room, so I can't really speak to whether or not the – maybe just even the uncertainty of how things are going to shake out with Duchesne could have been something that affected everybody in that room. But, you know, I just think that he's, listen, McKinnon's an incredibly talented offensive player. Uh, sometimes, you know, some seasons things go your way, other seasons they don't. Uh, but in the case of, of McKinnon, I mean, like you have to look at, I think, the the fact that he's got incredible chemistry with Lannis Cog and, and Ratnan. And uh, when you have a line that clicks like that, it's just going to affect everybody's offensive output in a pretty significant way. I mean, you look at the Boston Bruins, you look at the Florida Panthers, you look at uh, Vegas's line with March so and, uh, and and Riley Smith. Uh, when you get a trio that clicks, it's just going to send guys' stats into hyperdrive, and I think that's kind of what's happened in, in McKinnon's case this year. It's interesting to get a national perspective on this because I just had Jared Bednar on the show. He joins us every Wednesday. And me, for one, I'm glad that the Avs gave him an extra year. I thought last year was completely, I mean, what do you do? Right. You have two weeks to prepare, right? What do you do as a coach? You have yeah. two weeks, he said, go. <laughs> they, they had to give him that extra year. They had to. And, like, I felt really bad. Like, Bredner is an interesting dude because much like uh, Bruce Boudreaux, uh, every level of hockey that he's coached in, he's been a success. I mean, he's 
he's not known losing seasons, and then that's why last year was such an anomaly for him, and I'm sure a frustrating one. But like you said, I mean, the conditions under which he took over this team were not optimum. Uh, he hardly had a chance to really put a stamp on it. He hardly had a chance to really parse out uh, the players he was going to be able to depend on in the first couple months of the season. So giving him a second shot, I think, was really commendable. And, you know, look, I mean, I, I think if much like if, if they make the playoffs, McKinnon should get a, a load of interest for the Hart Trophy for MVP. Bedner should get a lot of interest for the Jack Adams for Coach of the Year. Only problem is <laughs> there's a guy in Vegas <laughs> – who I'm pretty sure has that award wrapped up already in Gerard Gallant. I can't I can't imagine a scenario in which the Vegas Golden Knights make the playoffs and Gerard Gallant's not your coach of the year. That that Vegas thing is just nuts. It's it's crazy. <laughs> it, it, I mean, I've never seen it in any sport. Have you? Have you ever seen an no. expansion team in any sport do what the Vegas Knights are doing right now? No, but but at the same time, I've also not seen an expansion team get set up the way they were. You know, you got to remember that the the rules of this expansion draft basically made every fourth best defenseman on our roster and every other goalie on the roster available to Vegas. Um, they were able to leverage that, that draft to get themselves some quality players from other franchises just to try to get them to not select certain players in the draft. And then on, on top of all of that, you know, you have the great unknowns for this team, which is the fact that the, the bond that they have with that city after the, the shooting massacre. I mean, their first game was a week after the shooting. And every single game you're there for, and I've seen them a bunch, uh, you have people that were affected by the shooting coming out. There's a certain bond between that team and the home fans that I think has led to their home record. And I also think there's just a ton of motivation in front of these guys to not only play hard enough to stay in Vegas because they like it there, but also play hard to earn a new contract someplace else and also play hard to prove the teams that threw these guys away <laughs> Uh, wrong, and so all of that combined has led to what we're seeing out of Vegas. But yeah, I mean, beyond anybody's expectations for how good this team was going to be. Okay, so for the Avs to make the playoffs, obviously they have to finish top eight. What do they need to do to get there, in your mind? Woof, uh, it's going to be tough. <laughs> it's going to be tough for the very specific reason that they are in a, a group of death division. Um, if they were over in the uh, uh, Pacific, I think things might be a lot easier insofar as trying to climb up and, and snag that third spot away from someone like San Jose. But, uh, you know, this division is is extraordinarily talented, extraordinarily deep. You have some teams right now that are a little bit more vulnerable, maybe, in, in the case of of uh, Nashville and, and, in theory, the St. Louis, Nashville, because they lost to Forsberg, St. Louis, because their goaltending has kind of fallen apart a little bit recently. But uh, but overall, it's going to be a real steep climb. I, I think, the, like I said, if they were in the other division, uh, the, the odds would be greatly increased on them getting a playoff spot, but it's going to be very difficult, I think, in this division. Yeah, back to that Vegas thing, because the way you just pointed out that the NHL handed them a competitive team, do you think if they had to do it all over again, they wouldn't have been so generous? I mean, most expansion <laughs> teams aren't given, you know, a top four defensemen. Do you think they'd do it that way again? I think you got to parse out whether we're talking about the NHL or the Board of Governors for the NHL, because the NHL itself, is the one that pushed to give this team to Vegas to make sure that they hit the ground running, to make sure that they had a successful team or a competitive team at the very least uh, in that market immediately. So it wasn't a case where, you know, the fans that, uh, that are there that are just learning hockey for the first time have to wait three or four years for it to be competitive. Mm -hmm. But the rest of the league, <laughs> I mean, if you're, if you're an owner and you're paying your GM a bunch of money and that GM is paying his players a bunch of money, 
and you're, you know, 15 points in back of the Vegas Golden Knights who are just spare parts and, yeah. and, and you know, all this other stuff that, uh, that George McPhee put together on the fly, yeah, I'd be pretty upset right now that the NHL rigged the system to be able to give this team uh, a, a competitive advantage straight out of the gate. And I do wonder what, what, what that will mean eventually for the Seattle team that seems sort of yeah. inevitable is if they, whether or not they, uh, you know, they give them the same setup. And frankly, when you're paying $500 million in Vegas and upwards of $650 million in Seattle for a franchise, you're kind, you're kind of paying to get this advantage, I think, too. So there's part of that as well. Um, you know what it reminds me of on a different level, Greg? When the Avs got the Quebec Nordiques, they got a built-in <laughs> cup contender. And the people in this town, listen, we went 10 years with packed houses, division titles. We we took it for granted. We just did. I, maybe yeah. Vegas fans think this is what happens everywhere, right? That instant success. <laughs> but that's what we had in Denver for so many years with the Quebec Nordiques turned avalanche. That's a great point. And, I mean, you look at that, that market and how fans are immediately bonded with those teams and, I mean, to this day, the, the legends of Joe Sackick and, and everybody else in those teams are, are, you know, sung through the mountaintops in, uh, in Colorado. And then, you know, you look at a team like Dallas in the same kind of situation where, you know, the North Stars moved down to Texas. This is the first NHL team that we've had in Texas. Uh, what's that market going to look like? Oh, well, we have Mike Modano and, 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 and a decade of cup contention uh, from that team as well. So in both of those markets, I think that you did see the same thing that we're seeing in Vegas where not only – are you successful straight away to get fans interested in, in the franchise? But then maybe when the fortunes do change, uh, it, the, it's, the shock is felt a little bit more severely. I think you're right on that. You know, you can get kind of fat and happy with uh, the way uh, successful teams go for a good, a good while, and you kind of forget that you need those down times to then get the climb back up uh, and feel good about it. Like, I'm a Devils fan, for example, and like for 20 years <laughs> with Marty Brodeur, we were doing pretty good. And then things got bad, but I've been super excited to watch the team this year because it feels it feels new and it feels like a yeah. rebirth for the franchise. Greg, it was a wonderful piece. Good to see the uh, Avs back on the national radar again. Appreciate your time, and I hope they don't send you to Lithuania to cover the Ball family exodus or any of that business. <laughs> I think ESPN may have a, have a few uh, resources already dedicated right. to that story. Very good. My services. Greg, thanks, buddy. <laughs> I appreciate it. That is uh, Greg okay. Wyshynski, ESPN. Great piece on... Uh, how Nathan McKinnon is some, suddenly in the conversation. His front runner, for crying out loud, for NHL MVP. It is 828. Plenty more to come. Our morning sugar fix with Marty O at 845. Adam Morris at 9. Coming up next. Hey, what are the Avs? Or what are the Rockies, I should say? What, what moves are they making now that they've set up their bullpen? And it seems their starting staff is set. Any other moves to the Rockies this offseason? We'll discuss next. The home of the apps wants to know, are you ready to take a ride? Yes! Well, hop on up here, big boy. We're putting a lucky Altitude 950 listener on board the Zamboni at Pepsi Center. Oh, my God, that sounds amazing. And we'll throw in a pair of tickets for the Abs and Sharks January 18th. We're qualifying riders all week. It's another ultimate Abs experience. Keep your radio frozen on Altitude 950.
Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay, plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. This may not be easy for you to hear, but you might need a hearing device. Do you have trouble hearing in crowds? Has someone told you you have the game on too loud? It could be you're having some hearing loss, and a modern, barely visible hearing device might be the solution. We're not talking a clunky old thing like grandpa's. Visit echohearingcenter.com. Schedule a free hearing test. Then Echo Hearing Center can help you determine if a hearing device is right for you. Listen, if you think you might be having a hearing problem, why not check it out? Visit echohearingcenter.com. You know Brakes Plus are the brake experts. Come experience the plus. From batteries to fluid flushes, even engine diagnostics, we do it all. New year, same car. Get a free annual checkup. Plus, we offer a free shuttle to work or home. Mention this ad for $25 off brake pads or shoes. Visit BrakesPlus.com to schedule your appointment today. Service you can trust at a price you can afford. America comes to Brakes Plus. Have you heard of thousands of people earning money with a second home? Companies like Airbnb have created a whole new industry for people to tap into the multi-billion dollar industry of renting. If a second home purchase has not crossed your mind, it should. Because you could easily make a couple thousand dollars more each month if you list your second home for rent or as a vacation property. Hey, it's Mark Mosher for my friends at American Financing. Real estate has consistently been a great investment, and qualifying for a second home may be easier than you think. Interest rates remain low, and you can put as little as 10% down. That's right, 10% down. A second home could be more consistent than stocks. A savvy investment, if you ask me. But don't just take my word for it. Talk to the salary-based mortgage consultants at American Financing. Call 303-695-7000. That's 303-695-7000 or AmericanFinancing.net. The official mortgage company of Altitude 950. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. I can tell you the National Western Stock Show is 112 years old. It started in 1906. But you know what I can't explain? The look of wonderment in your child's eyes as you walk them through the stock show or take them to the rodeo. I can't explain the memories made from the laughter that comes from a group of friends dressed in their best denim and leather. I can tell you that it's a very unique event where special memories are always made. Come make some memories with your family and friends. January 6th through the 21st. Get your tickets at NationalWestern.com or all King Supers locations. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. Northbound I-25 running slow from Ridgegate Parkway to County Line Road from an earlier accident. All lanes cleared now. Northbound stays slow Broadway to Spear. Traffic is brought to you by the Ad Council. Multi-car crash blocking the left lane left shoulder southbound I-25 south of 58, so expected delay. In the wake of a hurricane, everyone wants to help. Monetary donations are the most effective way to make a big difference. Donate today at supporthurricanerelief.org. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Text us at 30933 to join the show. I didn't know that you grew up on a farm. Do you know how to milk a cow? Uh, I milked a cow. And now you know. Jared Bednar has milked a cow. He was also at the stock show last night. With me. Well, not with me, yeah. but I'm I was glad there you, too. I'm glad you and Bedsy are real tight now, but... 
If I had said six months ago, hey, Vic, do you think you'll ask Jared Bednar on air if he milks a cow? Why not? I think it shows that the Avs are in a pretty good Why spot Why not? Right now. Would I ask him that if he lost five in a row? Hell no. You win five in a row and everything's on the table. Sure. You win five in a row, you can ask those kind of questions. That's how it works in this business. By the way, don't forget, you hear the uh, Joe Sackett goal. Was that against Dallas? That was against the Devils in Game 7 of 01. Mike Haynes loses his mind. Ah, when you hear that, for the remainder of this show, you can qualify to ride that Zamboni. Great little program we got running here. Call our 3-303-753-0950 when you hear that goal. Uh, our Power 5 question of the day, the best beefs in local sports. The best beefs. Like, um, give them some examples of the beefs we've like, had running. Like uh, Patrick Waugh and Jeremy Ronan. Yes. That was a good one back in the day. They that was did great. not like each other. But see, it was, there was some fun behind it, though, too. Just the way yeah. they responded. How about Ubaldo and Tulo? Remember when Ubaldo threw at him in spring Ooh, training? Yeah. That was good. I'm Team Ubaldo. <laughs> Me too. Uh, 6766 says Travis Henry versus not dealing cocaine. God, I, don't, I don't get it. <laughs> don't get that one. Uh, how about Claude Lemieux and Chris Draper? Yeah, I mean, that was beyond beef. That, that sparked a rivalry that we've never seen before. That, I, And I'll say this. You know, I'm, I may not be hockey will. The greatest rivalry in the history of Colorado sports was Avs Red Wings. Even greater than Broncos Raiders. You heard me right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's you a heard lofty me right. statement. Let me tell you why. Because they did it in the playoffs year in, year out. The greatest rivalry in the history of Colorado sports, Avs Red Wings. Number one, Bronco Raiders. Number two, don't at me. Colorado, Nebraska during the heyday? Number three, don't at me. Because that was that was a great rivalry for as long as yes. Avs Red Wings was. Nuggets Lakers the last thirty years. There's been moments, not eh, even close. Lakers wouldn't. Lakers don't think the Nuggets to are the rival. intensity of Avs Red Wings. Not even close. They did a thirty for thirty on it, didn't they? Maybe they should. Oh, maybe that was my idea for altitude. We want to do thirty for thirty. I just gave it away anyway. Uh, let's see other beefs. Local local beefs. <laughs> that was my favorite. Uh, James and beef. Manchester's beef with beef. Now that you're a vegan, the last time you've had harsh. beef, when was it? Uh, I did. I snuck a little on Christmas Day. My mom made prime rib, so I was nice and mm-hmm. had some, and it was so good. So as you're roaming the stock show last night, didn't you have the urge to eat a cow? No, no. I looked at him as friend, not foe. Okay. A few more here. Uh, seven six seven six says Vic Lombardi and millennials. That's Ooh. true. Vic Lombardi and transplants. How about that? That's a good one. And 2096 says Vic versus the moon. Vic versus Colorado Boulevard. Yeah. It's kind of Vic versus a lot. You would think that I would be the one with all these beefs, but it's really not. It's Lombardi. His rival from the wolf. Josh versus Jenny. Josh says Tlaib Crabtree. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a really good one. That may be the hottest one right now. I mean, is there any, is, is there any animosity currently in Colorado sports that this matches one? that. This one went under the radar. This one, I wasn't working for Altitude back then. I wish I was because I'd love to get the scuttlebutt on this one. Do you remember Brian Shaw versus Andre Miller? Yeah, that was, remember, that was and, definitely Andre, good. Andre Miller didn't say a peep to anyone. And suddenly he refused to enter a game. Do you remember that? Yeah, Brian, Brian Shaw did something. And then Andre Miller went on like a leave of absence. the wrong way. Remember he went on a leave yeah. of absence and yeah. then was traded? That was bizarre. That was crazy. Uh, let's see. Vic Manchester versus the Mountains. 
Tom Jackson and John Madden. How do you like that, Fat Man? That was from David back in the day. That was a great one. January 1st, 1978. I have a lot of people on the text line agreeing with me. Avs Red Wings, hands down, best rivalry in Colorado uh, sports is, history. The, the, and it's the not The Broncos Raiders is, uh, you is know what? pushing 60 years. I get it, but the Broncos Raiders has had its ups and downs and this and that. There were Fine. 10 years, 10 solid years of pure hatred, enmity, an adversarial Fine. relationship to the likes we've never seen. Over 57 years, there's going to be some ups and downs. But there have been more than 10 years of bitter rivalry between the Broncos and the Raiders. He's just not a hockey guy. Nash says no. Manchester versus the Minions. Oh, that's a good one. Good local beef. That really is a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And me and that whole group. Aaron, uh, my fine producer at Altitude TV for the Nuggets game, says Vic versus Macintosh computers. She's exactly right. You're not a Mac guy? I don't understand all this Mac stuff. Like, copy and paste. The other night, it took me half an hour to copy some stuff and paste it to another page. A Mac is so intuitive and so easy okay. to use, and a PC okay. is so cumbersome. Whatever happened to taking the highlighted area, double-clicking, command, and moving it? Command-C. Well, since when? Nobody told me about that. There was no, no, no instructions sent to me about Command-C and Command-V. Nobody told me. It's the same Very thing simple. on a PC. It's been the same no, no, exact commands no. for 25 years. You're wrong. On I'm a PC, not. you take the mouse, the mousey. Look, I got the mousey right here. You get the mousey, I highlight the area, and then I hit that, copy, boom. See, it's gone. With a Mac, you got to do all this weird stuff. No, you don't. You just don't know the shortcuts. Oh, I was in such a bad mood the other night during that game. I couldn't handle the Mac. And then it took me an hour to remember my password. Because Altitude will require you to change your password every 30 days. Doesn't that drive you crazy? One hour to remember my password. And I thought I had it, so then I had to go back and say I forgot my password. But I couldn't go back and find it because I had the wrong account and the wrong computer that didn't have the automatic password in it. But do you actually change the password? Like change, change it? Or do you just, I, I just changed the last number by one? Some of these are so intuitive they don't allow you to do I that. know. I know, which drives me crazy. But, like, I can't keep track of all this stuff. Why don't you just do your kids' names and just rotate through them? I don't know. Hey, firewall guy, figure it out, man. Figure it out, all right? I don't want to be changing my password every week. Firewall guy? Yeah, we're I not airing our grievances till Friday. Well, do, what do, do we you want a special there? edition? You here? know, the, the security people, firewall, you figure it out. Make it easier on guys like me, all right? I can't even handle copy-paste. I don't want to be changing my damn password every three days. Figure it out. Let's get to the Rockies. All right, we'll move on to some Rockies talk. Patrick Saunders with an interesting article. We haven't talked Rockies since Wade Davis was introduced. Jesse, let's cue this up here with Wade Davis talking about the Rockies' young core, the Rockies' new closer, excited about joining this team. It looked like I was going to be able to be on a winning team, especially looking at the Rockies and having a pretty young core in general and really talented core. I think that was one of the things that was really intriguing and you know something to be excited about. So Wade Davis excited for this core, but guys, you can't win a World Series without some unsung heroes. Rockies need to wait for some dominoes to fall. I am perfectly content, and listen to what I say, I am perfectly content in the Rockies doing nothing. I'm fine with their roster. Now, if you added a a first baseman and movie and Desmond to the outfield, fine. But if they did nothing, I'd be fine. Well, and in, in Patrick Saunders' article here, kind of explaining the dominoes that need to fall, that was the name that was conspicuously absent was Ian Desmond. Talks about how they have a hole at first base. they got to figure out what to do with cargo. You know, David Dahl's kind of a mystery. But, and, and Ramel Ta or Tapia, like, where's where does Ian Desmond fit in here? Is he going to play outfield? Is he going to play first base? Well, 
I, I've said this before, wherever you play him, just leave him there. Agreed, but I would just put him at first base. I mean, I, I don't understand why that's just not. That was the plan last year until he got hurt in spring training. So why is it not the plan this year? It, why is it Ryan McMahon now it's going to be the, they got the high ho- They got high hopes for this McMahon kid. I read an article where oh, I think BSN had it. One of these uh, blogs had, can McMahon be the next Cody Bellinger? Which is asking a lot. Let's pump the brakes a yeah. little on that. I, I, I just That's the part of it that's mysterious to me. Now, I get it that they're waiting to see if Cargo gets a two-year offer somewhere because somewhere, they might give him a one-year deal. I would be totally fine with him bringing Cargo back. Cargo was really good in September. And Patrick points out, well, you know, he had a bad year, puts his numbers in there, and it took a great September in order to get yeah. that. That's a little like the guy who says, hey, he rushed for 184 yards. But if you take out the 88-yard touchdown, he only rushed for 96. Well, you can't just take it out. You can't take out his great September. I'd rather have the great September that Cargo had than the great April that Mark Reynolds had and then did nothing the rest of the year. All right, so opening day lineup, if you guys want to go through it real quick, where, where do you lean on opening day lineup? Well, Desmond's my first baseman. You got the rest of the infield intact. You don't have to touch the infield. The Mayhew story, Arenado. yeah. Ionetta behind the plate. Ionetta's your, your starting catcher. Um, you've got um, uh, Chuck Nasty in center, uh, Para in left, and I guess you go with David Dahl in right. To me, right field is the big hole. I would feel better if Carlos Gonzalez, when we're putting that together, was your right fielder. And he's batting seventh or eighth. Hey, I'd welcome Carlos back. For how much, though? I don't know. I would, whatever the going rate is. I think, I think Carlos Gonzalez makes that lineup better. Carlos Gonzalez is more reliable to me than David Dahl. You're down by a run in the ninth and the right fielder's coming up. Who do you want coming to the plate? You want Cargo or you want David Dahl? David Dahl had a pretty good flash in 2016. Yeah, and we didn't see him at all last year. He had like, he was hurt. He had 71 at bats in Albuquerque. He was hurt. Okay, so and you know he's going to be better. He was really good that stretch we saw him in 2016. Was he better in that stretch in 2016 than Cargo was in September last year? Better than Cargo will be in 2018. How do you know? Because Dahl's got 10 years less. So on you'd Cargo. rather go off a guy who hasn't played in a year, who had a good two weeks than a guy who's been one of the all-time great players in franchise history, a top-five player, and was the best bat in the lineup in September. Was he not the best bat they had in yes. September? Yes. When the wheels fall off, the wheels fall off. And they fell off last year in a His big His most way. recent body of work was unbelievable. He was their best bat in September. So one good month cancels out five atrocious ones? David Dahl hasn't had a good month total in his career, and you're going to throw Carlos Gonzalez out so you can have that? I'm ready That's to see David Dahl as an everyday starter. If Cargo wants to come back in a bench role, I guess. I'm with I'm with Manchester. I'll take proof in the pudding over potential it's, any day. That's a, that's a typical, and it's this is the Vic line. That's fantasy sports guy. That that's fan guy. I'd rather have a draft pick than a proven commodity. Ah, uh, could turn into something. David Dahl hasn't proven squat. Uh, he's, he's had a mystery injury that nobody knew what what it was, and he missed an entire year. He's had two good weeks, and you're going to chuck Cargo out the door for that? When Dahl hits 280 with 30 bombs, you'll be thanking me. I won't be thanking Nobody's you. Nobody's thanking you. Yeah. Nobody's going to thank you. Especially when he does that? Thank nope. you. Up next, Marty O with his morning sugar fix, and you won't believe what's going on at DU. Their, their mascots no longer allowed to attend sporting events. This is a crazy story. It's typical 2018, too. I mean, this kind of story I could go three hours on. It drives me that crazy. That's next on the Vic Lombardi Show. Hey, firewall guy, figure it out, man. Figure it out, all right? I don't want to be changing my password every week. I don't want to be changing my damn password every three days. Figure it out. 
Syracuse catching fire in the dead of winter. The abs buzzing right now. They catch it with a reach up. He scores! Five in a row. Here they come. Eric Johnson down the slide, shoots, and he scores! And the Condor soars again! The abs are back in action Saturday when they visit the Dallas Stars. Oh, man, oh, man. Pre-game starts at 6.30. Moe's has the face-off at 7. Oh, man, oh, man. Home of the Avalanche. Altitude 950. Safeway is currently hiring drivers to work in our transportation department, located off I-70 in Colorado. You will ensure that deliveries are made on time with precision routes and timely scheduling. You will be able to go home at the end of every shift. And the starting rate for the driver's position is $22.49 an hour with a potential bonus of up to $5,000. You must have documented work experience in the transportation trucking industry to be considered for this position. You must have a Class A CDL, at least three years or equivalent to 300,000 miles of all-season or mountain driving experience with tractor-trailer equipment. Refrigeration experience preferred. Must be 21 years old to apply. This is a great opportunity to work with a stable company you can retire with. Safeway treats their employees outstanding, offering an excellent compensation and benefit package, starting out at $22.49 per hour with a potential bonus of up to $5,000. To apply for the driver's position, log on to SafewayDenverDC.com. That's SafewayDenverDC.com. Safeway is a drug-free workplace. Open Thursday through Sunday, the International Sportsman's Expo at the Colorado Convention Center. Everyone's welcome at Colorado's largest outdoor show, the ISE Has It All. Fishing, hunting, and all the gear you need to get outdoors in Colorado and around the world. Show opens at noon on weekdays, 10 o'clock on the weekend. Your life outdoors starts at the ISE. The Sportsman's Expo, open Thursday through Sunday at the Colorado Convention Center in Denver. When friends and family come to visit, do what I do and take the short drive up the hill to Central City. It's only 30 minutes from the west side of town via I-70 and the Central City Casino Parkway. Central City offers everything your fun-seeking group desires. Hotels, dining, bars open 24-7, a craft brewery, and live casino action day or night. Central City isn't the big box, corporate-owned casino experience. It's Colorado-owned and operated, rich in history. Bring your friends and family, cruise I-70 to the parkway, and take the four lanes to Fun. The Altitude 950 traffic update. All lanes reopen northbound I-25 at County Line Road from an earlier crash still slowing Ridgegate Parkway to County Line and between Broadway and Spear. Traffic is brought to you by Positive Coaching Alliance. Seeing a delay southbound I-25 approaching 58th Avenue where there's an accident clearing off the left side of the highway. Questions about youth or high school sports? Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit organization, develops better athletes and better people through youth and high school sports. Info at Positive Coach Org. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Adam Morris coming up at the top of the hour. Excuse me, I'm dying right now. It just hit me again. Whatever this is, this Walgreens nasal spray, it just ran out of energy. You uh, you hit the wall? Yeah. Why don't you fire some more back up here? Fire it up right yeah, let's now. Let's do it live on air. <sighs> Sucker will get you going. It was not as disgusting as the farmer blow. Yeah. The all-time low light of the Vic Lombardi show. 
I don't even think it's close. Why did you watch it? Because I turned my head. You watched it. I was. I didn't think he would actually do it. So I was watching to see if, like, okay, am I going to have to play along and act like it was gross or what? And he actually did it, and he had a piece of paper under his chin, and it just, that was awful. What I do with my phone, I got this story about DU I wanted to get into. Oh, here it is. Um, among the other sports beefs, by the way, in town that we missed on, Cousin Dominic has, how could we forget, McDaniels versus Peyton Hillis. Ooh, that was mm. a good one. McDaniels versus Cutler. Who we referred to as the player. That was a good one. How about Lala versus the city of Denver? You never heard her say anything. Yeah, about that. I, I don't know where uh, you just you just make these things like they're fact. Have you ever heard Mark Mosher's Lala impression? But she, she never said anything bad about it, though. She went on a radio station and trashed the city. When? Like ten years ago. Trashed the city. What she say? Was not very kind about it. I don't want to misquote her, but I'll, she say? I will find you what she said. That would be great, because yeah. then we will say we stand corrected. Lala went on a radio show and trashed the city of Denver. She was not very kind. I, I can't find the story now. Well, give us the gist. I can't find I had it. Well, right. you got to know the gist off the top of your head. Okay, so at DU, here's what's happening. The mascot, Boone, that's his name? Correct. He's a pioneer. He's got the big yeah. head. Right? All mascots have the big heads, right? Mm-hmm. Is not allowed to attend any more DU sporting events because the school issued a new school policy that forbids any students from wearing masks on campus. It's supposed to be some sort of safety issue. You cannot wear a mask. You can't show up in a ski mask. Which I understand. Okay, I get that. So now you can't wear like a mask like from the movie can't Scream. Do can't do it. Can't do it. So because of that policy, Boone, the mascot, is no longer allowed to attend sporting events. And mind you, Boone, the mascot, was paid for independently. It wasn't a school-sanctioned mascot. It's a group of alumni who paid for mascots to attend different sporting events, both here and away. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So there's a rule that you can't wear a mask on campus, which there also is this rule now at stadiums. Right, I don't think you can wear a mask to like Coors Field. So if you wanted to wear a bag over your head because the team was bad, I don't think you can do that anymore. But they have this rule, which is a safety thing. Okay, I get that. But nobody can apply the common sense to say, yeah, but the the mascot at the game, he's the he's an exception to this rule. We can't do that. They don't want the mascot there. Apparently, they believe the mascot. Well, I I, I don't want to put words in their mouths, but is degrading and in this day and age perhaps crosses the line. It's He's degrading to who? I, I don't know. That's what I'm trying to figure out. To pioneers? There, there, there's actually a movement to change the nickname from pioneers to something else. Pioneers is offensive now? That's what I'm trying to find. How is pioneers offensive? Who And who's that offensive to? Who, who is offended by the word Pioneer. Don't we have, like, you can get a, a vanity plate or a specialized plate that's a pioneer? What plate? is a. Wh- where does this end, Denver? Where does the offensive list end? Well, I, why are we offended by everything? I don't know the roots of it, but I, I mean, we can probably dive into the, to something here. I, I don't want to speculate, but think about it why it may be offensive. I am. I am. And I'm, 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 I'm totally. I have no idea. You tell me. 
I, I would assume there's some sort of Native American tie where, like, people are offended by Indians. Uh, you know, like the Cleveland oh, Indians, really? a lot of people want them to change the name. We're the football that. team oh, in Washington. Okay. Yes. okay, okay. So the the uh, Pioneer Lacrosse team, with features several Native Americans that play for the team. Dude, come... I'm not going to argue with you. On that. Are, are you I'm kidding not. me? I understand why. Me, right? Look, I understand why Redskins is offensive. Yes, I get it. Yes, I understand why Chief Wahoo, the mascot for the Cleveland Indians, is offensive. I understand why the tomahawk chop in Atlanta is offensive. If, I get all that. If you're offended. By the nickname Pioneer, you're a whack job. You're, no, you're just looking to be offended. You're a whack job. You're just looking to I be offended. I would agree with you guys. Again, I wasn't taking the opposite side. I was just telling you what no, I I'm, thought I'm maybe glad. where no. it was coming from. You are a whack job if you're offended by that word. Someone needs to ex- explain this to me because I don't get it. Um. So, by the way, I found the quote from Lala, uh, trashing Denver. Okay. This was Lala. She said, listen. I used to live in Denver with Carmelo. If I can live in Denver with him, I can live anywhere. Um, on the text line, okay, nice. great. You guys are slaughtering this DU story, says the texter. He's not the mascot. He's the he's unofficial. It's not offensive. It's a safety issue. <laughs> That's even more ridiculous. Exactly. A safety issue to have a mascot at a game. The mask thing, and you can't wear a mask on campus, is a safety issue. I get it. I understand the rule. The fact that you can't have an exception to the rule for the mascot at a game yeah. is people just not applying common you're, you're sense. You're being stupid. Exactly. Exactly. So the, the Nuggets can't have Rocky? The the right. Rockies can't have wonderful Dinger? Dinger? They can't have Dinger? So mascots are, are I ain't disallowed. I anymore. They're disallowed because of safety issues. That's just dumb. There's another reason they don't want to have him there, and they're using this rule as a exactly. way to not have so him. So I can't wear a turtleneck? <laughs> I don't know how that ties into this. Well, it's a mask. Masks my Adam's apple. Is is Mosher on the line? No, he dropped off, so I think we're good for uh, Sugar Fix here. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't even... What did Mosher want? He wanted to do his Lala impression for you guys because it's really Oh, funny. I'm sorry. Mosher, call back. It. I am so sorry, Mosher. I, I got off on this DU thing. Callbacks. I'm, I'm, I apologize wholeheartedly. Call back with your la la. I, I just I don't I don't get this. Um, there's is more it on the text line. Boone is male. Is that why it's offensive? Oh, don't even get me started. Do we need a female mascot now to make it fair? Is that what we need? Is that what we need? We well, need to trot out a female mascot. Okay, fine. I, well, and the reason I bring it up Go is because we'll be fair. I'm a proud North Glen grad, and it used to be the North Glen Norseman. Now it's just the Norse. So is the term you know LaSalle? You know the university, LaSalle. Yeah. Their yeah. nickname? Home of Lionel Simmons. What's their nickname? Uh, I don't know. The Explorers. Name. Okay. Is that offensive? <laughs> no, I don't think it's offensive to anyone. Would, would people? Are there people that are offended by that nickname, do you think? I'm sure there are because there's someone offended by everything. Uh, let's see here. Uh, he's not the mascot. Read the article. Okay, let's read the article. It probably helps to read it. I had it and I lost it. If he's not the mascot, he's not the official mascot, Yet there's a group of alumni who pay for him to be the mascot. What is the DU mascot? Vic, if you expand 2898, you will see the article. So go to 2898 and expand it. You can see the article, and I'll pull it up for you right I now. I do too. seem to remember them trying to bring back Boone the mascot. Like, he got run out for some reason, and then they tried to bring him back, and this alumni group brought him back. So what is the current mascot? Well, I think it's great that there's a group of alumni that are so into their institution that they're willing to pay for him. Think about that. Would you be willing to pay for a mascot for your school? Like, you're really into it, right? Would what, I, what would if I CU, pay for Ralphie? I was going to say, what if CU shut down Ralphie for safety reasons? says the only way we do Ralphie is if alumni contribute to Ralphie's. i chip in. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's what's happening here. 
I'd chip in to have Dinger there. Let's I would see. sponsor Dinger. Mm. Uh, let's see. He's great. Uh, Drew Kids says, love him. The worst mascot in the history of sports. Oh, my gosh. That's that's such a hyperbolic, nonsensical take. Name me a worse mascot. The Philly Fanatic. Philly Fanatic's at least funny. Yeah, at least he, he funny. does something. He Dinger's is. hysterical. How? When he spins his head like he's a just, lunatic? He's trying, he's trying to mess with you. No, no. Okay, here, here's the article. Oh, here we go. How about the mascot the Avs had that disappeared after one game? Oh, that Yeti? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, that one's not, that one's not on the list. Well, you know, you got to get enough plate appearances oh, to qualify. <laughs> don't have enough appearances. Boone, created in 68 from a Walt Disney character named Pioneer, was DU's official mascot until 1998. And its unofficial mascot, after alumni took it upon themselves to fill the void in 2009. The Chancellor announced in March that Boone will not be considered by a steering committee that has identified an elk a jackalope, and a mountaineer as finalists for the new mascots. Elk, jackalope, mountaineer. Because, you know, an actual pioneer doesn't serve the purpose. You want to go with a jackalope. I don't under... I'm, I'm just stumped by this. I'm stunned. I'm having trouble understanding. So they're going to still be the pioneers... But it's going to be an elk. Now, this isn't unprecedented. The Rockies have a dinosaur. The Nuggets have a mountain lion. So it doesn't always have to be literal. Okay, the Suns is. is the Suns where they had the here, gorilla. Here, here's where, here's, here we go. Here we go. Goddard said the DU administration believes that Boone is racist and has shown no interest in bringing back Boone to help promote the school's old West tradition. Are we just dumb on this? It, 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 this listen, is what I was listen. trying to explain. I wasn't going to argue, but listen. I figured that was the root of it. Oh, here we go. Here, here's the letter. Let me read. Boone was a polarizing figure that did not reflect the growing diversity of the DU community, but rather was an image that many women, persons of color, international students, and faculty members found difficult to relate to as defining the pioneering spirit. That was a letter sent to alumni and students. I, I'm without words. If you're offended by that mascot, wait a minute, I'm, wait a minute, I'm, wait a minute, I'm wait a minute, wait a minute. Words. So let me understand this. But women and people of color and who else that couldn't couldn't identify with fa- Boone fa- faculty, faculty yeah. they will be able to more closely to an identify elk. with an elk. An elk, yeah, but an elk okay. is fine. That makes perfect sense. So will it be? A, let me just wondering. Will it be a male or female elk? Are you Irish? No. Did it offend you because you couldn't relate to? The Fighting Irish? The Fighting Irish? Oh, it's Notre Dame. so much. Not everyone at Nebraska is a corn husker. Was I offended by the little Irish dude with his fists up? <laughs> I just, I don't get it, man. This is it, PC our running country, Our country's, sorry, I. it's probably going to, listen, I'm probably going to have a lot of people say you shouldn't have said this, blah, blah. I, it's, it's stupid. We're wasting our time with stupid stuff. I'm with you on this one. And normally on these kind of things, you and I are not in sync, but I'm with you on this one. You know, like my mom, one day we were talking about, I don't know how we got into the subject matter. She doesn't like Duke. Duke basketball. Not for the reasons. She's not like alone it. in that. You know why does she, you know why she doesn't like Duke? Because she doesn't like devils? She doesn't like the word devils. The blue devils. Okay. So she doesn't like Duke. Okay. That's fine. Did they change their name because people don't, you know, do you see them changing their damn name? No. The Demon Deacons? Wake Forest? I'm without words. 
9 o'clock. Adam Morris coming up next. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Coming up tonight, the Nuggets host the Hawks at Pepsi Center. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock with a pregame show. Getting underway at 6.35. Jason Kosminski, the radio voice of the Nuggets, will be on the call. KKSE, Parker, Denver, home of the Nuggets, home of the Avalanche, and the most in-depth and honest Broncos analysis. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Gets it back from Jamal Murray. Harris has it the right hand. Goes to the left hand now. Through the window to Jokic. Back over to Harris. Catch and go. One dribble. Layup is up and in there. And there it is. The first triple-double of the year for Nikola Jokic. 22-12-10. Nuggets back at it tonight at Pepsi Center against the Atlanta Hawks. We welcome to the show from DenverStiffs.com, Adam Modis. Adam, how you doing, buddy? Hey, what's going on, Vic? What school did you attend? What was your school mascot? Colorado College Tigers, and they were in a conference with six other Tigers. Wow, jeez. Couldn't think of anything else? Well, in, in this PC in this PC world, all you can go with is elk and tigers, I guess. The Eagles, maybe, as well. Uh, how about Thornton? What was Thornton, Thornton High School's nickname? The, the Thornton Trojans. Okay, see? Which was, it, that was a mascot of ridicule, for sure, in the high school years. Well, yeah, as a high schooler, that's the first thing I thought of, and I'm 48 years old. <laughs> Sorry. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and we were just talking about how, you know, DU's all, well, whatever, up in arms with the Pioneer. Uh, it just, it, I, I laugh over stuff like this because they're nicknames. It's supposed to be fun. It, nobody takes it literally. Nobody does. And if you do, you got some issues. Uh, Nuggets. My favorite mascots, yeah. by the way, are like, like the Pelicans. I like the old ABA uh, mascots that they used to have, the Spirits, the Amigos. Oh, yeah. I, I like the obscure ones. Yeah. Well, I love the fact that Utah held on to the Jazz, even though, Salt Lake City is as much a jazz city as, you know, come on, you know, but they held on to the name. I get it. You know, the, right. the Lakers went from Minneapolis to L.A. Yeah. Okay, right. fine, whatever. Bad. Yeah, nicknames are yeah. nicknames. That's what they are. Uh, Nuggets tonight, uh, they've lost two in a row. One of only, I believe, four teams that have not lost three in a row all season. You look at the schedule. This is a game they got to win, correct? They have to win, yeah. And it's funny, you know, a lot of times this year, I think Nuggets analysts like myself have, have been talking about moral victories but actual losses. And, and that Golden State game, to me, that was a, a good loss. It was a moral victory because Jokic got out of his slump. Um, you know, they, they fought really well against a really good Warriors team, maybe the one of the best teams of all time, when they were on. They were on fire. They were knocking down their shots, and Denver still hung. But at some point, these moral victories kind of wear thin, I think, on fans. And tonight's an excellent opportunity not just to win, but to win big and, and, and kind of re-get, uh, grab their footing, so to speak, and go on a little bit of a run. Do you, uh, did you notice Jokic just, again, a different player against Golden State? That was not the Jokic we saw the previous three games. Something happened there. What did you know? What happened, do you think? I think it's two things. One of them was, you know, there was a conversation between Malone and Jokic that took place in their hotel room in in, uh, in the Bay, and Malone just kind of said, "Hey, I can tell it's not the way. It's not that you're playing bad, but I can just tell you're not having fun. You know, it looks like you're stressed, putting stress on yourself." And I think they just kind of connected, and and 
were able to kind of let Jokic kind of reset his mind and, and regain some confidence. I think that's really important. And I think half of the job of coaching in the NBA is, is connecting with players and managing egos and things. And I think that Malone, for whatever criticisms people have, I think he does a really good job of, of, of those types of things. And the other thing is, Golden State really relies on Draymond Green as a post defender. He's actually, statistically speaking, the best post-up defender in the entire NBA. For whatever reason, Nikola Jokic is not afraid of him and, and just seems to have his number. You saw the, the dream shake he put on oh, wow. where he had him jumping at Ghost. Just yeah. an incredible move. But he plays against Draymond with a ton of confidence, which is it's, it's kind of unique, and I think it throws Golden State a little bit for a whirl just in that they have this guy that shuts everyone down, but he can't shut down Nikola Jokic. Because they lost the game, we didn't talk about it much, but how about that move that Murray put on Iguodala that sent Iguodala <laughs> to the deck? I think Nuggets fans, especially the diehard Nuggets fans, Iguodala is one of the least favorite ex-Nuggets players, you know, kind of left on a little bit of sour terms. Jamal Murray, obviously a fan favorite, up-and-coming star. So I think that was a cathartic moment. And it's also, you know, Jamal Murray is one of these guys that's making enemies throughout the league. And I don't mean real enemies. I just mean on-the-court enemies. I love it. He's a, I love it, too. He seems to like, you know, the Warriors are a scary team. I think most players are like, let's not upset the Warriors. He he made Iguodala go to the floor, paused to look at him, and then shot the jumper, you know, just to kind of rub a little salt in the wound. He's a guy that I think – He's talked about, we want rivalries. I'm trying to create rivalries. He's out there making some enemies, and I think it's a lot of fun to watch. Why do you think I was so into it when the Nuggets beat the Lakers at Pepsi Center? Remember the end of that game when he was giving it to Lonzo Ball and Julius Randle went up and gave him the business? I love it. I love it. You need jerks on your team. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in a, this is competition, baby. Bring it. And Jamal Murray thrives, I think, the more... You know, the more he gets under people's skin and the more the stakes get raised, I think he thrives, and that's what makes him so intriguing. And it's not a coincidence, by the way. Jimmy Butler was was mouthing off to him when he hit what turned out to be the game winner. Um, you know, so Murray was on the bad side of it that time. But why was Jamal Murray talking to a 20-year-old because, yeah. or, or Jimmy Butler? Because he, Murray was under his skin, and, and he's elevated to put himself on that stage. I think it's great. Uh, got word yesterday through Paul Millsap's uh, Instagram account that the cast is off. I know you're not a doctor, yeah. but that's great news to know that here we are, uh, early January, cast is off, and, and now you can see the wheels in motion, right? Now we can sense that he will return this season. <laughs> right, right. Um, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know what that means, but I have to imagine that it's better than the cast being on, so that's yes. an improvement. <laughs> I think I can make that assertion, but... Yeah, you know, I look at it as they're almost they're basically at the halfway point. I don't I don't think we have an official return date. We're speculating sometime around the All Star break, but they're at the halfway point in this regard. You know, Jokic went out. They had that tough December schedule. They've got the next four, five, six weeks are not too tough, and I think the Nuggets can really build some momentum. And, and if they just kind of look at it as as you know, you always break the season into little blocks. Well, this is kind of a big block where the Nuggets can make some noise and get on a run before he returns. So um, it's nice to see that. I hope the reports start trickling in slowly but surely about, you know, he's starting to work out, starting to go through shooting drills and all these things. So that's something to look forward to on the horizon. If you go back and look at the games, Adam, where Wilson Chandler has been an active scorer, somebody who's been aggressive, those are games the Nuggets usually win. Why can't they get Wilson Chandler to play that way every night? Wilson Chandler's in, I don't know, his eighth or ninth season in the NBA, and, and I think this is kind of just who he is. He's a guy that 
Uh, I think if you're a fan of his, you say smooth. If you're not a fan of his, you say he's uh, maybe uh, not enthusiastic. So I, I just think he kind of plays at a certain pace that's, that that I just don't think you can change it. So for him, I look at him as more of a, a defensive, consistent player on this on this roster. He has to take a lot of important assignments guarding the big wings players. But his offense, if your goal is to try to find consistency from him on offense, I think that you know I, I don't know that you're going to have too much success with it. Um, but so, I, I so consider him a defensive a defensive specialist. Then that's how we have to view him. He is a defensive specialist on this team. I think if you look at the Nuggets statistics, he is when he's on the court, the Nuggets are defending at a high level. Okay. So he he's been really good in that regard. I just think his offense is always going to be a little bit up and down. Uh Gary Harris and Jamal Murray are going to play a lot of years together and they have the makings of a very special chemistry. When did you first see it start to click between these two? Cuz the, these are your guys now. Yeah. And th- these are the guys. I think it all happened when Nikola Jokic went down. So Millsap is out, Jokic is out. You're missing far and away what I think are your two best players. And Gary Harris really stepped up. Jamal Murray really started going, and I think those guys found a balance. Gary Harris is a guy that never or or very rarely forces shots. He just takes what the offense gives him, and he's really efficient at it. Jamal Murray a little bit more aggressive, creating things out of nothing. And I think both of those guys just have a high basketball IQ, great shots. And they're unselfish players. Jamal Murray, for his, as aggressive as he is as a player, I never really look at him and say, man, this guy's being selfish out there. So I think those two characteristics really define them. And then they both play, when Jokic come, came back, they both play so well off of Nikola Jokic. And I think that's what makes them an interesting backcourt and kind of a perfect fit offensively for, for Nikola Jokic. Hey, Adam, Adam Mars with us now. And I know you love uh, Lonzo Ball's game, as do I, except for his jump shot, which is broken. I think Lonzo Ball will play in this league a long time. But it, you've heard me go off on LeVar and his father and what he's doing. Don't, don't you yeah. believe now? Aren't you on my side? Don't you think his dad is doing him a disservice? He's making it tough professionally to play in this league when he's saying stuff from afar? I think no doubt about it. I, I, it's a really interesting thing. I had uh, Dr. Travis Heath, who I think has been a guest on your show several times. I had him on my podcast last night, and we had a what I thought was a really interesting discussion about this moment in time where a, a guy like LeVar Ball can be hated by everyone but somehow turn that hate into a profit. And that's really what he's done is he, he's been an obnoxious person that I don't think very many people out there like. I think most people hate him. But, you know, he had over a million people watching the Lithuanian debut of his other two sons out there on Facebook. So he's he's managed to make this a financially successful enterprise, but it's absolutely a distraction and, and one that might end up hurting Lonzo's career. Now, I do think that Lonzo Ball is an incredible player and, and a special player, so I think he'll be able to overcome it. But it certainly creates an annoying obstacle, and it might even – you know, it might even make his tenure in Los Angeles short if, if some of these critiques continue to happen. I saw a quick uh, piece of video that a friend sent to me because I'm not going to watch the balls play against Lithuanians. It's just I, I don't need to watch <laughs> right. that. Somebody sent right. me the, the very first play from the game. All right, right off the tip, the yeah. ball goes to LaMelo, and he pulls up from 35 feet in bricks. He, he, yeah. he just shot right. And I'm thinking to myself, there it is. That yeah. that's what the, that's what he is. That's what they are. Why is that good basketball? Why should I be impressed by that? I don't think you should. I mean, it's one of those things where Lonzo happens to be a prodigy, and 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 Lavar, this this obnoxious guy. I don't think the other two brothers are players. It just 
you know, they, it got lucky that this, this one guy just has this, I think, innate skill and has worked really hard to get to where he's at. But the other two don't have it, in my opinion. So um, that's why they're in Lithuania. That's why they're doing what they're doing. But it is terrible basketball. The form, you think Lonzo's form is, is bad. The, the form on that youngest brother shot is even worse. It's even uglier. So um, I'm, it's a sideshow. I, I, I actually don't think it's going to last for long, longer than we would like, maybe another year, year and a half. But I think the hype will fade around those other two brothers. Pride of the Thornton Trojans, Adam Morris. We'll see you at the game tonight, <laughs> buddy. Right. Take care. Much, All right, that's uh, Adam uh, on the Nuggets. We have uh, plenty of text to read regarding our uh, our conversation of the DU mascot and how some people are offended by it. Plenty of those. Plus, we'll get to uh, Sugar Fix and spanning the globe. And when you hear Joe Sackick score in the Game 7 uh, 01 Finals, be caller number three for a chance to ride the Zamboni Av Sharks. Uh, this one's from 9916. And... I'm anything but honest on this show. I just want you to know right away. If I were offended by anything, I'd let you know if I'm offended. Hey, Vic, what if Metro State started calling themselves the Metro State Grease Balls? How would you like that? I don't care. Do whatever you want. That doesn't offend me. I guess I'm not easily offended. It doesn't bother me. I don't know many Grease Ball nicknames. Call them whatever you want. doesn't bother me. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. There's big news in the new year as mortgage loan limits are increasing, meaning you may be able to borrow more money when purchasing a new home. It's an increase that will give buyers more choices in homes so you can plan your new year and the things you want to accomplish. Make sure home ownership is near the top of the list. With just a 10-minute call to the salary-based mortgage consultants at American Financing, you can start the process of getting mortgage approval, an even better way to find out exactly what loan amount you can be approved for. It will make your home search more enjoyable. So give my friends at American Financing a call, 303-695-7000. Check them out online at AmericanFinancing.net. They're the official mortgage company of Altitude 950. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Here's what you missed on the latest Mark Mosier Show. From the 303-880, poor Dustin Johnson. He had to go home and suffer all those losses with Paulina. Yeah, I'd suffer the same. <laughs> Is that really suffering? Man, did you see all the grief Paulina got? Was it like five years? Remember when she posed on uh, the cover of Golf Magazine, swinging a golf club yeah. in like a bikini? Yep. And people in the world of sports freaked out. I, I yeah. See, that's another thing I have no problem at all. If Paulina Gretzky wants to put on a bikini and play some golf, I'm here for it. That's cool. Say, I have no problem with that either. Right. There's so, nothing wrong with that. Nah, I'm, I'm here for it too. Mark Mosier, every weekday afternoon, 1 to 3, only on Altitude 950. 2018 is not just a new year. It's also an opportunity to grow your business with top talent. But how do you find it? ZipRecruiter. One click sends your job ad to over 100 of the web's leading job boards. But ZipRecruiter doesn't stop there. Their smart matching technology will instantly alert quality candidates about your job. That means you'll start getting great candidates with the right experience almost as soon as your job is posted. No wonder 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. The right candidates are out there. This is how you find them. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. People from businesses of all sizes trust ZipRecruiter for their hiring needs. We're so confident ZipRecruiter will get you better results than anywhere else. We'll let you try it free. That's right, free. 
Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. What's at Lamar's Donuts that you won't find at any ordinary donut shop? How about gourmet indulgences of the highest quality? Lamar's Donuts are always made by hand daily and with only the best ingredients. That was Ray's way. Come enjoy our delicious donuts at one of our nine conveniently located Colorado Lamar's. And also visit us online at Lamar's.com. That's Lamar's.com, where we have simply a better donut. It's your favorite time of year at Pepsi Center. Nathan McKinnon! Don't miss the chance to cheer on your Colorado Avalanche. And the Avalanche win the game. Tickets for all games are on sale right now. Reserve your seats today at coloradoavalanche.com. Go Avs go. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Read a couple of these texts before we get to the sugar fix. Is this so you can finish your burrito? Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see here. We're looking for our biggest local beef. 1698 says, biggest local beef is Vic Lombardi and Joe Flacco banners. Well, that was good. That was a good one. Uh, let's see here. 2453 says, Vic, if the majority is offended, then change it. Mm-hmm. If not, then deal with it. You mean by the nickname, Pioneers? Yes, this has been a, a talking point on so our show for about a half hour now. If, if you polled every student at DU, and I don't know how many students attend DU. Is it less than 10,000? If you polled every student at DU, every alumnus, alumni at DU, do you think you'd get a majority say they're offended by the word Pioneer? No. It wouldn't even be, be close, right? I, I think it would be a landslide not offended. The problem here is the minority's louder than the Correct. majority. And follow the money. When in doubt... Follow the money. Let's not be silly. There's some very wealthy donor out there who doesn't like the nickname, for whatever reason, is offended by it, probably gives a lot of money to the university, and wants it changed. Where do you think it starts? That would be a safe assumption. I think that's a good bet. Good bet. I can almost guarantee it. I think it's a good bet. I don't want bets. I want guarantees. It's just it's a it's a quirky story. I'll put it that way. It's stupid. It's a waste of time. We look stupid. We look stupid. This is what makes Denver look st- All of us. All of us. As a society. LeVar Ball in Lithuania. I want to... F- that, that makes us look stupid. Well, and I think it undermines legitimate concerns and legitimate problems. Because it allows the people who don't want to change anything to use stuff like this as an example of how, see, it's just the PC police run amok. Mm-hmm. Um, you said a good thing. You know, if people can't relate to the mascot, do you know how many mascots would change? You know how many nicknames would change? You're wearing a shirt that says Wyoming Cowboys. Correct. Doesn't that offend all the cowgirls out there? Or those who aren't cowboys? Does that change? It's silly. Silly It it is silly. Give me some sugar, please. It's time for your morning sugar fix. Instant sugar high. Brought to you by Lamar's Donuts. Going beyond the news to bring you the sweet stories. Sugar slam. Shake that. Marty, what is your alma mater? Went to Northern Illinois University. Nickname? The Huskies. Pretty safe. Uh, You're not very husky. You're pretty 
skinny. Well, I mean, there's like 20,000 people there. Some of them aren't husky, you know. Yeah, you're, you're skinny, dude. You're not the definition of husky. Okay. He already told us that was a sore subject. That's a sore subject, but it's been brought up several what times. What is a sore subject? Did he skinny? Why is that sore subject? Just eat. Oh, good idea. <laughs> so what I tell Mike you. <laughs> Can I grab one of those burritos when you're done? Who's, who weighs more, you or Jesse? That's a great what question. What do you weigh? I'm like 160. I'm 155. Oh, wow. See? Mm. You're huskier than Jesse. See? Huskier. Huskier than Jesse. Are you, where are you on that spectrum, Victor? 178. Okay. I mean, if we're just being honest, I'm 195. I weighed myself this morning. You and I are neck and neck then for heaviest guy in the... What are you? Uh, about 193 now. Wow. It's the lifestyle change. That vegan lifestyle. Well, vegan I was lifestyle you know, pushing 210 before okay. that. Wait, so all five of us, the first number's a one. This was not the case when we started the Absolutely show. Absolutely not. I've been within 175 and 180 for the last 20 years of my life. I can't move. Although last year when I did that ridiculous diet, I yeah. got down to 166 yeah. or something. That threw you kind of off felt like I was game. dying. All right, Marty, what do you got? All right, so this is a little embarrassing for me, but Rod Stewart turned 73. Rod Stewart was the first concert I've ever attended. He was playing at a fest, a local fest, and my mom took me when I was like 10 years old. What was the first concert you guys went to? First concert? Very first concert. Oh, God. Bobby Brown, Levert, and K-9 Posse at McNichols oh, Arena. Oh, wow. wow. Old school. Mm-hmm. I think the very first concert I went to was Brian Adams at Red Rocks. I want to say it was either Blink-182 or OAR at Red Rock. Brian Adams and Corey Hart together. Wow. Yes. That's a dandy. Two Canadians. Wow. So you've seen three concerts. Those are uh, Hall & Oates twice and and those guys. No, I went to Run DMC and um, um, who are the guys from Brooklyn? The the Jewish rappers from Brooklyn. Beastie Boys. How do I forget their name? I saw Whitney Houston and After 7 at Fiddler's Green. (laughs) After seven. After seven. A better question might be most random concert you've ever been to, because I went to Fiddlers and saw Jewel and John Legend. That was that, that was, was pretty random. I saw like a heavy metal concert at McNichols with my friend Gino. He dragged me to this heavy, and I was like, who was it? Who was that guy that had that, that video where his dad woke him up early in the morning? Twisted Sister. That was it. I went to Twisted Freaking Sister. You at Twisted Sister yes. is pretty good. Yes. That's good. All right, grill front man George Foreman turns 69 today. Nice. God, can you believe he boxed into his 50s? So I was in the building when he knocked out Michael Moore to become the oldest heavyweight champ in history. Wow. At the MGM Grand. I was there for my 21st birthday. Doesn't that just delegitimize boxing when you see stuff like that, though? Yeah, you well, know, it makes it, it look stupid. It was not a very good... Michael look. Moore was just, it's just kicking not a good his butt. Look, right? He landed one punch, uh, and almost literally, he landed one punch in the entire fight, yeah. and he dropped Moore to the ground. I remember that fight because Foreman's eyes were like swollen yeah. shut. He was a mess. Michael Moore was pounding him. Yeah. All right, this day, 1971. No new players are elected in the Hall of Fame. That's happened a handful of times. Uh, 1971, 1996, and 2003. The the baseball Hall of Fame is. The ultimate of elitists. Uh, only baseball would say, you know what, we're not putting anybody in this year. Nobody is, that nobody is stupid. Earned our respect to that degree. It's and you know what's funny? Everybody that was like the front runner that year in 71, 96, and 2003 ended up getting in the next year. So what changed yeah. in that right. one what's year? The difference? Right. You either are or you aren't. Well, let's, let's be honest. The voters carry themselves differently. Well, the only way I can understand it, like in football, there's a limit, right? Is it five that you can put in plus the senior committee plus the contributors or whatever? So I could see that, hey, if there were, you know, five 
Brett Favre type players, maybe you wouldn't get in until the next year. But for it to be a zero and then you yeah. get in the next year makes absolutely no sense. You know what I don't like? I don't like committees. Just as a rule? Yeah. Committees. Like, you know, you got the Pro Baseball Writers Committee. Pro Football Writers Committee. I know Leggy was the president of that. I think I was on some committee. Unwillingly, they put me on some committee. I hate committees. Aren't you on the uh, Colorado? Yeah, I'm on, a I'm on committees. I'm not a big fan of them. Ha has anything ever been made better by a committee? That's what I'm saying. Ever. In the sometimes, history of the world. Sometimes it makes it tougher. Instead of just, you're more of a dictatorship kind of guy? Just make a decision. It's not hard. <laughs> put somebody in there who's smart. Make a decision. Let's go. All right, 1982, the catch happened. Niners over uh, Cowboys. Yes. Joe Montana flipped it up to Dwight Clark. You know, you look back at it, it wasn't that big a deal. The guy jumped. Oh, come it, it on. Wasn't like, it mm. wasn't like Edelman catching the ball just a half an inch above the ground. It's it was the second most famous Tyree. catch okay. in NFL I get it. history. I get it. I get it. Tyree's one. It's it. two. All he did was jump. Okay, so two interesting things about that, because everybody thinks they won the game with that. It was ended up being the game-winning score, but there was 30 seconds left or whatever. The Cowboys, Danny White throws a pass. It was either to, I think it was to Drew Pearson. It might have been Tony Hill. And he is a shoestring away from taking a post route and going 70 yards for a touchdown. Mm. So that would have obviously changed history. Then the other interesting little anecdote about that is Joe Montana had been getting death threats the whole week leading up to the game. So when they get the ball back, final play of the game, Joe Montana takes a snap, goes to his knee. Nobody touches him. He turns around and runs into the locker room through the back of the end zone. Should have been a safety. Nobody touched him. How, how do you remember this? I don't know. I saw a show on it or yeah. something. Okay, that's how. All right, same day in 1982, the Freezer Bowl happened. The Bengals beat the Chargers 27-9. I remember that game. Negative 9 degrees. I remember that 37 game. with the yes. windshield. That's a shame because that would have been fun to watch that Chargers team in the Super Bowl. Oh, my God. Can you imagine a team from San Diego having to play in those elements? Yeah. And, and the I, week before, they played in Miami, and it was 88 degrees. Correct. That was the famous Kellen Winslow game when it went into double overtime, oh and he couldn't God. walk off the field. Then the next weekend, they're in Cincinnati. The Bengals end up winning, so we get Bengals Niners Super Bowl sixteen. How fun was Air Coriel in that San Diego team? That's the thing. Like there would there there wasn't a team that would be as negatively impacted by that weather as San Diego. I mean, where they're from and the style of play, unfortunate. All right, this day in nineteen ninety, Time Warner and AOL merged together. These uh these noises bring any memories back to you? Oh, yeah. God, I hate that noise. Oh, awful. Doesn't it hurt your you ears? Mail. It was like 45 seconds long. Yes. Yeah. Just... So what was happening during that period? Was it trying to connect? Yeah. Is that what it, it was? was? connecting to the Internet. Mm -hmm. Dial-up. far have we advanced? Did you Dial guys ever have, line. like, instant messenger, or was that past oh, yeah. your time? Oh, no, Dude, we had I, that. I carried a pager when I had a pager. I thought I was the baddest man alive. <laughs> people forget the impact AOL had. Like, that AOL is what got most people on the Internet. Sure. I mean, most people had never been there before, and then it, AOL packaged it in a way where you're like, oh, okay, I can understand this. Were you ever in the pager era, though? Did you ever carry a pager? No. So badass. Really? That's we sucker. have different definitions a, of that. You get a, yeah. you get a page, oh, and you got to find a... It'd be, it'd be right on the front of my belt buckle, and I'd ask for people to page me just, just to Find a payphone yeah. and give them a ring back. Send me a page. I'm like, yeah, I'm getting paged. What was your uh, instant messenger screen name? And I'll open it up to Marty and Jesse, too. I have no idea. Oh, because no for us, it was like a big deal. Because you were trying to get on there in middle school, and that was the way you communicated? No, no idea. I was a big Simpsons fan. Mine was Simpsons 8989. I was baseball playa 26. Ooh, playa. Yeah. 
I'd attracted all the ladies, I bet. Uh, it did indeed. <laughs> Not really. I will end with this one. 1999, The Sopranos make their debut. One of the greatest series in television history. I have never seen a full episode of The Sopranos. You should be killed. <laughs> <laughs> Me and the kicker from Alabama. The two worst people of the week. I I would not have no problem. I mean, that how you've not seen that is ridiculous. What if I didn't have HBO? Okay. What's your excuse now? Well, I did just cut the cord. Don't you have any Italian in you? Yeah. Okay, see, don't be offended by... Speaking of offensive, let me tell you a quick story as we go to break. Back in the heyday of The Sopranos, I am asked to speak to MC the Sons of Italy National Dinner here in Denver. And the president of Sons of Italy is in town, and I'm going to introduce him, right? So I get up there, and I had this whole Sopranos routine ready to go. I was okay. going to do all these Sopranos jokes, all this fun stuff. I was going to go Sopranos for the entire two hours. So the guy goes up there before me and spends the next 10 minutes just railing on how Sopranos is anti-Italian and how we should be ashamed and how we should be calling people not to let them run the show anymore. So you Thank had, God I didn't speak before he did. You had to change the script on Thank the fly. Thank God. But that just goes to prove two people, both Italian. I'm not offended. He is. Why would you be offended by a TV show? It's a show. It's fake. Easy. You got the Vic Lombardi show. This has been your morning sugar fix. Brought to you by Lamar's Donuts. Going beyond the news to bring you the sweet stories. It could be the most unbelievably ridiculous, awesome piece of awesomeness that ever happened in your life. Altitude 950 is putting you on the Zamboni at Pepsi Center. It's another ultimate ads experience. A ride on the Zamboni at Pepsi Center. We're qualifying riders all week. Keep your radio frozen on Altitude 950. The National Western Stock Show rolls into Denver January 6th through the 21st. So saddle up and ride. 16 days of family fun and rodeo excitement, including the original extreme sport, PBR Bull Riding, Rough and Tough Pro Rodeos, World Class Horse Events, the Super Bowl of Livestock Shows, and acres of Western shopping. Hey, if that don't light your fire, then your wood's wet. So come make some memories with us. Tickets are on sale now at NationalWestern.com and all King Super's locations. The holiday season may be done, but that doesn't mean the need for that great home-style meal on game day ends. This is Vic Lombardi, and that's what makes the Black Eyed Pea a Colorado and game day favorite. A menu that satisfies every taste and paired with great service. Whether you're dining in or taking it home. Locally owned and operated with nine locations along the front range. With locations in Denver and Castle Rock. Black Eyed Pea. Darren College, a former NFL Super Bowl champion, signed the most important contract of his life to serve in the Army National Guard. I've had a lot of military in my family. It's a big part of what uh, my family's done for a long time. I'm, I want to go out there and make a difference. I didn't find that working behind a desk, so for me it was a pretty easy decision to make. And then the opportunity to serve my community and serve my country was just icing on the cake. To learn how to be part of the Army National Guard, log on to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National Guard. Aired by the Colorado Broadcasters Association and this station. Over a 
$135 million. That's how much money the C3 Group recovered for its clients just in 2017. The C3 Group is a group of licensed public insurance adjusters, engineers, appraisers, meteorologists, and other experts here to help you with your insurance claims. Consider them a go-between between you and your insurance. Let the C3 Group help you today. Visit the website at c3adjusters.com. C3Adjusters.com Friday, January 12th is 1980s night when your Denver Nuggets host the Memphis Grizzlies at 7 p.m. Be a part of Nuggets history as we celebrate the 1980s era as part of our 50th anniversary season. It's Michael Adams, Mike Evans, Calvin Knapp, Danny Shays, Wayne Cooper, and Bill Haslick will be on hand for a pregame autograph session and a special halftime ceremony. All fans in attendance will receive a special 1980s night poster. Get your tickets today at Nuggets.com. The Altitude 950 hotline is now open. Call 303-753-0950 to join the show. Three zero nine three three zero nine three three. I should say that's the text line three zero nine three three. You want to join in on our uh, our debate today? Offensive nicknames in sports. <laughs> what? Do you want to just span the globe at this point? Yeah, Nick? I do. But I just let me read this real quick. Uh, that's our new Power Five. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Vic, maybe these listeners don't understand the definition of a pioneer. I drive by the campus weekly, still missing the alleged diversity that was mentioned in the article. Um, Kind of beside the point. Did you do to just get a text from Richie, Ralph Mouth, and Potsy Weber? Greaseball? Read more, dude. Who'd you call a greaseball? Remember the guy chimed in and said, Vic, would you be offended if we changed the school mascot you went to to greaseballs? No, I'm not easily offended. Well, I, I'm with you. It was some of the best advice I ever got was be slow to take offense. And I think most people should try to heed that. Uh, what's ironic here, this is from 6013, what's ironic is that both the white male mascot and the female ma- mascot of minority heritage would be offended to the same sensitive people. When will PETA begin to protest the use of animal names as mascots? If that happens, it's over, right? If that happens, it's over. Because Adam Mars told us there are six schools in his former college conference named Tigers. It's a little ridiculous. It's like the old story about the the CFL, the Canadian Football League. They ran out of mascots. Two teams named the Rough Riders mm-hmm. in the same league. Mm-hmm. Let's span the globe. There's a lot going on in the sports world. Let's span the globe. All right, guys, we got a lot going on in the sports world, as you heard. Let's start out in Oakland. John Gruden took the uh, took the podium yesterday. He took it for a long time. New Raiders head coach. I'm offended There's by Raiders. Re- okay. Do you want to hear from John Gruden real yeah. quick? There's really uh, four major reasons that I... I'm here coaching today. Number one, I love football. I love the players that play it. I love the preparation. I love the journey. Love football. And I love the city of Oakland. I had a son here. Some of my great memories in life are in Oakland. And I want to give them two of the best years of football that I can possibly help deliver. And I love the Raiders. The brand is global. Everywhere I went as a Monday Night Football analyst, the Raider Nation would come out of the ground. I love the Raiders. And 
most of all, I love to win. Why do you think he chose the Raiders over the many other opportunities John Gruden had the last few years? Because you know he's had other job offers. Why the Raiders? Cash money. Mm, I think he could have got money almost I think anywhere. Derek Carr. I think he likes that roster. They have a great player on offense, and they have a great player on defense. That is two things to build around. They have cornerstones in Oakland. Um, I also think there's a bit of unfinished business that plays a part in this. You know, he was there before he didn't quite get the tuck rule game. They would have gone to the AFC title game. Mm -hmm. They should have gone to the AFC title game. Then he winds up getting traded out of there, traded down to Tampa. So I think it's a, a bit of it is unfinished business. We haven't hit on this yet this morning, but it's 9.37 and we'll get to it. The Broncos have hired a new special teams coach. You may remember this play a few years ago in Indianapolis. Protection. Holiday this time after that fumble on the road to atonement. And McAfee bangs him out of bounds. Oh, McAfee who hit his hardest. Most linebackers playing the role of a linebacker right there. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. It was when the punter drilled Trendon Holiday. Pat McAfee drilled Trendon Holiday. Uh, Tom McMahon is your new special teams coach. Spent the last few years in Indiana. Let me ask you this. What has been the worst play in the last five years of NFL football? The worst play? Uh-huh. Based on what? Just um, when you're watching it going, who in the world thought that would work? Do you guys remember the fake punt they ran in Indy? Where it was just the center? And the one guy behind him going against New England and tried to catch him off guard. And there were like oh, yeah. three defenders <laughs> right in front of him and I they snapped remember. the ball. Was he the coach on that team? He would have been. Yeah, he's so, been in Indy since 2012. That. He drew up the <laughs> worst play, perhaps, in NFL history. And I'm sure yeah. the minions want us to just throw a parade because he's coming to town. Well, Pat McAfee likes him. Fine. That's a nice endorsement. But do we? can we... Can we also say, yeah, and he also drew up the worst play in NFL history, as opposed to just, oh, look so at the what, look at what, the endorsement. He's great. What you're saying is, let's wait to evaluate until he coaches. That would be good. Okay. And let's tell both sides of the story. Here's the good. Pat McAfee, who I like, who's gone mm -hmm. into our business, very sharp guy, funny guy, he endorses him. That's great. He also d designed and had his team execute the worst play in NFL history. I, I, this is coming back to memory now. So what they did on that play, they had that poor guy try to block a linebacker. It right? was like three guys. Three he guys, tried to block. and he just got killed. Yes, just got steamrolled. I do remember that. All right, next up, guys, the uh, Ball brothers underwhelmed in their debut. We will only bring them up on this show if we are going to make fun of them. And here is LaMelo Ball. Oh, Steph Curry shot from very, very deep. No good. He doesn't afraid to take those deep three shots, three point shots, and you know it by now. Well, I like that announcer. Steph Curry shot. I like no that. good. Forget the, the ball, bro. I like the announcer. I'm shocked that LaMelo was underwhelming. I mean, he looked so great in those highlights, cherry picking it. I, I'm, yeah, I'm shocked that Chino right off the tip, he, played. he got the ball and attempted a 35-footer yeah. and bricked shocking. it. That's shocking. Same as I'm shocked great that Lonzo ball. ball isn't a very outstanding player as a rookie with the Lakers. That he's underwhelming. I will comment no more. We're just simply feeding the beast at this point. Moving on, Matt uh, Nagy was introduced as the Bears head coach yesterday. Chiefs OC admits his team messed up. I thought I was going to get real emotional up here, but you know what? This is why we do what we do. I love y'all. Go Bears. Yeah. Is it Dub Bears? Right? Dub Bears? Yeah. All right, good.
What do you make of an OC who botched a playoff game so badly getting a head coaching job in Chicago? You mean Kyle Shanahan? Mm. Mm. Well done. That's a very he, good. He did fine. Answer I, to the question. Kyle's great. Kyle's Kyle's done wonders in San Francisco, and he botched the biggest game on earth. Yeah. And they were up 28-3. All they needed to do was sit on the ball and kick a field goal, and yeah. they're winning that game. Mm-hmm. What do you guys make of these reports that he picked Trubisky and the Bears over Luck and the Colts? Apparently the Colts were all in on Nagy as well. Uh, I think there's still the mystery when it comes to health with Andrew Luck. Uh, that would make me very hesitant to take that job. If Andrew Luck's healthy, that's a great gig. Just like we were talking yeah. about with Gruden. That's why Oakland's a good job. You have a, you have a great quarterback. Indianapolis would be attractive at that point, but I think that just speaks to the fact that that situation remains a head-scratcher. Yeah, plus ownership, will they leave you alone? Yeah, I mean, Ursay's a he's a little bit of a nut job. couple more to sneak in here. The Kansas City Chiefs promoted from within. New offensive coordinator is Eric Bieniemy, who obviously has ties to the University of Colorado. Good move by the Chiefs. Oh. Wait and see, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he's when he had that position before at CU, they were underwhelming. So, you know, you always kind of got to look at what people do in that position in their previous chances, and it was it was not great. doesn't yeah, mean it won't work. I don't know enough about him, his offense. I, I don't know. I don't know. Anybody who says, oh, I'm just like, <laughs> they don't know. No, I think from a continuity standpoint, promoting from within makes sense. I think it's a great opportunity for him. I'm happy for him. Uh, is it going to be a good move? Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I, I think when you're seeing somebody get promoted from within, you don't know. Joe Woods, cast, classic example, right? Did we know that that was going to be a good move? Yeah. Or did we have reason to believe, well, we should probably wait and see. And it was a mixed bag, if we're being fair. We'll close with this. The uh, Steelers, you'll remember, Big Ben threw five picks against Jacksonville earlier this year, the rematch on Sunday. Mike Tomlin says his team learned from that experience. We've evolved a lot since then. They've evolved a lot. It is a good physical reference in terms of the matchups. You get to see Calais Campbell versus our people. And I'm sure that um, they're as different as we are um, since the last time we've seen them. The only way the Jags have a chance to win that game is if the defense produces a touchdown or two. <laughs> yeah. It's the only way. I have a hard time believing Blake Bortles is going to go into Pittsburgh and win a playoff game. I just have a hard time imagining that transpiring. Remember the three of us did like a pick'em pool, and we stayed away from that game, and it wiped a lot of people out of that pool that that we did. The Jacksonville-Pittsburgh Yeah, game? can Jacksonville yeah. do it? I mean, that was Big Ben's worst game of his career. How did they win that game, if you look back at it? Five picks. Do? Five picks? Okay, well, there you go. That was the game afterward, remember, where Big Ben said, maybe I just can't play anymore? There you go. Which, obviously, he was being facetious, Mm -hmm. but that's that's the recipe, and what are the odds of that repeating itself? We'll do NFL picks on Friday. I'd be curious to see how much chalk we have, because it's tempting to have a lot of chalk this weekend. It was all chalk last year in the divisional round. All the favorites won, all the favorites covered. Our fact checker, Marty O, coming up next on our final segment of the Vic Lombardi Show. Here's what's happening at Altitude 950. This week's vacation is the International Sportsman's Expo. Try the gear, buy the trips, meet the pros at the Colorado Convention Center. January 11th through the 14th. Get more info now 
at altitude950.com. Hey, man, haven't seen you in a while. You still working at that warehouse by the airport? Yep, I've been there a little over five years now. How much are they paying you? About eleven fifty an hour. Eleven <laughs> fifty? Really? Well, why don't you come work with me at the Safeway Distribution Center? The starting pay is $17.15 per hour. Wow. I can start out making $17.15 an hour? Oh, yeah. And that's just the starting pay. After being employed for two and a half years like me, you'll make $24.50 per hour. Plus, you'll receive raises along the way. That's incredible. Do they offer benefits? Yes, sir. You'll get an amazing benefits package once your probationary period ends. How do I apply? Just log on to SafewayDenverDC.com. Safeway, a company you can retire with, is hiring full-time employees for their order selector positions, working in their distribution center located on I-70 between Colorado Boulevard and Monaco. The starting pay is $17.15 per hour. Apply right now at SafewayDenverDC.com. That's SafewayDenverDC.com. Safeway is a drug-free workplace. Must be at least 18 years old to apply. Get $3 off coupons at O'Reilly Auto Parts and wherever fishing and hunting licenses are sold. Go to SportsExpos.com for store locations and show information. The Sportsman's Expo. Open Thursday through Sunday at the Colorado Convention Center in Denver. You know Brakes Plus are the brake experts. Come experience the plus. From oil changes to computerized alignments, we do it all. New year, same car. Get a free annual checkup. Plus, we offer same-day service. Mention this ad and get an oil change starting at $26.99. Visit BrakesPlus.com to schedule your appointment today. Brakes Plus. Service you can trust at a price you can afford. America comes to Brakes Plus. Friday, January 12th is 1980s night when your Denver Nuggets host the Memphis Grizzlies at 7 p.m. Be a part of Nuggets history as we celebrate the 1980s era as part of our 50th anniversary season. It's Michael Adams, Mike Evans, Calvin Nat, Danny Shays, Wayne Cooper, and Bill Hanslick will be on hand for a pregame autograph session and a special halftime ceremony. All fans in attendance will receive a special 1980s night poster. Get your tickets today at Nuggets.com. Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay, plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. Comes up the left side for Sackick. Sackick at the half boards with a puck. Fikes the shot. Shoot. Score! John Sackick! And it's 3 nothing for the Ads! Supercho makes it 3 nothing for Colorado! A power play goal by Supercho! His lucky 13th of the playoffs! And the Ads! Ah, you guys are fast to the phone line. That is the cue to call for a chance to win a ride on a Zamboni at a Avs game upcoming here. Third caller is qualified for the Zamboni ride. How great is that call? Like, you hear that call, the just pure excitement in Mike Haynes' voice, and the roar behind it. Like We used to laugh. It was funny. when, When Haynes, back in the heyday when the Avs were winning every time, right? And you'd get to the playoffs and the intensity of the playoffs, and you'd listen to a game. Mm-hmm. Back when he was doing radio, mm-hmm. okay? And he'd call 
a goal for the Avs, and he'd go crazy. He'd lose his voice. My favorite is when he call when he called the opposing team's goal. It'd be and here comes uh, oh, me Steve Eiserman. Here comes Eiserman. Goal. Goal. <laughs> Just Better off shot. Goal. Exactly how it, it should be. Yeah. But we, all, we you put up with all the heartache that comes with your team, which is year after year after mm-hmm. year after year. For those times when that kind of moment is you getting to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Draper, go. <laughs> uh, a lot of basketball tonight, Victor. Nuggets and Hawks at Pepsi Center and USC hosting CU after the war of words between Tad Boyle and USC coach Andy Enfield. If you missed the uh, wonderful interpretation of Enfield's statement made by one Marty O, so Enfield heard what Tad Boyle had to say and decided he was going to release his own statement. And so this is what he told reporters yesterday. But we got Marty O to release the statement on his behalf. This is, again, Andy Enfield, USC head coach. Well, and he only did this in front of two newspaper reporters, so there's no audio of this. So we had our own Marty O do a voiceover. I think it's some of the finest work we've had at KSC Radio. It only took him two takes. Not bad. USC is favored by 10 tonight. You think they're going to want to put it on them? I don't know. Do you think the players are really offended by this? I mean, I'm sure the coach is. Okay, we don't have it anymore. Mardio was so good. Mardio, I want you to read it live. This is Mardio. Take three. You guys ready? Yes. I was thinking about doing a little John voice. This this is live. Here we go. Mardio as Andy Enfield, USC coach. We are disappointed in Tad Boyle's comments and what they imply. Not only is it unfair for someone to comment who doesn't have all the facts, <laughs> but those comments are unfair to those of us involved what? in the USC men's basketball program. Program, Most importantly, to our student athletes no. and their families. They're outstanding young men who choose USC to earn a world-class education and to compete for I world champions. I don't even know what this is. What is That was awful. End scene. That was awful. So bad. So, needless to say, they're going to have it on today. To ten points, do you think USC will try to lay it on the buffs? Ten points is the number right now. I, I don't know, but I will be tuning in on a Wednesday night in January, which is not normally the case. Reason to watch. Ten, ten seems like a big number. I don't know much about USC hoops, too. but CU is hot right now. Well, and, and USC started the season, what, ranked 10th? And I think they're 11-6, and six, the, the record in 2-2 two and two in conference. They're basically the same as the buffs at this point. Uh, 1033 on the text line. Guys, Nuggets is also offensive. Obviously referring to a body part. <laughs> you know, it's only a matter of time. It, 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 it's going that way. It's only a matter of time. What if you had the misfortune of having someone in your family buried by snow? In an avalanche. I thought about that. Or what if you lost your house in a hurricane? Thought about that, too. I mean, really, you can make anything offensive, anything can't you? Anything can be offensive. To someone. Yes. You just won't let this go, will uh, you? Will and Fort Collins <laughs> says... Clearly not. <laughs> will and Fort Collins says, as a blonde-haired white guy of Swedish descent, I am officially offended by the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> uh, but that falls in the same category as, you know, fighting Irish. I'm going to tell you right now. If they changed the name of the Denver Nuggets to the Denver Dagos... I would not be offended. I think there would be a lot of people that would be offended by Probably that. Probably I wouldn't. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. I would not be offended by it. I wouldn't either. 
but you and I don't think you and I are the norm. We're pretty difficult to offend. If I was easy to offend, I would be curled up in the fetal position every Friday at 9.45 during terrible texts. I can't even read half of these texts. You guys make such great sense, but I can't even read it on the air. What does that tell you? What does that freaking tell you? Let's get to our fact check, please. Marty monitors the mistakes. Oh, sorry. That's not right. In today's Fact Checker. All right, guys, you ready? Fire away, Marty. Okay, Vic, we'll, we'll go with an obvious one here. You botched Makar. Let's, uh, let's take a listen to that. Okay, next question on the text line. Have you been following Timmons and Maker at the World Juniors? Yeah. Maker action there. You know, what sucks is that I actually worked on that all day. I heard Moj pronounce it Makar. I said it's Makar. I saw it in front of me, and I I don't know what happened. Maker. I mean, I get Tago Valoa right all the time, and you yeah. can't get Makar right? It's awful. Add a little flair to the end of that last name there. Surprised hockey guy hasn't littered my freaking Twitterverse. I think you said uh, the Nuggets are one of four teams to not lose three games in a row. There's actually six teams out Shut there up! that have not lost three in a row. <laughs> the Celtics, Raptors, Wizards, T-Wolves, Nuggets, and, of course, the Warriors. Nuggets try to avoid losing their third in a row tonight against the Hawks. If they can't beat the Hawks tonight, yeah. that's troublesome. I hate this segment. The Hawks are 10 and 30. I, I like this segment. It's really usually about you two. Yeah, they need to go on an Avs like run the rest of January. Yeah. I mean, it's 11 games. They can go 7 yeah. and 4, if not you, 8 and 3. You know what the Nuggets haven't done yet this year? Put together a nice win streak. A yeah. ni- nice little streaky. Well, it's streaky, streaky. And to me, in these 11 games that are remaining in January, 7 and 4 would be fine, but 7 and 4 would put you five games above 500. 8 and 3, you're seven games above 500. Now you've started to kind of. Get somewhere. I think that's the goal. I think it's eight and three. You got two games at San Antonio. Don't you have to chalk those both up as probable L's? Winning. They got to play at San Antonio this Saturday on a back to back. That's exactly. So it's it's the proverbial scheduled loss in the NBA. Earlier in the show, you guys jumbled the definition of uh, the flu. So Heather on the text line chimed in and said the true flu has no vomiting. It's just high fever, body aches, and possible pneumonia. So we'll experience any of that. You're gonna owe uh, lunch to Vic. That, that's what I. That's exactly what my condition has been for the last two days. My my body has been aching as if I literally got stuck between two semi trucks. Well, what's the other thing then? What's Food the poisoning fever? or like feverish as hell? Are you kidding me? What did Jesse have? He didn't have the flu. I, he, he, was the true vom- flu. he was vomiting. I don't know. He's got some issues. He had the stomach bug. That's what we're gonna go with. Jesse, what's your school alma mater? Where did you go to school? High school. Uh, oh, high school. Yeah. Uh, Alameda Pirates. Pirates, are you offended? No, not at all. It's Paxton Lynch. Paxton Lynch might be. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, I will confess this, and this was uh, precautionary. Took Dayquell during the Adam Mars interview. Just very precautionary. Where'd you go to high school again? Ken Denver. What was your nickname? Sun Devils. Devil. Was Was there ever a push to get rid of that name? Believe so, yes. There was. And what did you guys do to squash that? Kept the name. Okay. Wait a minute. I want to go back on something you just said. At 9 o'clock, despite feeling no symptoms at all, you took DayQuil. No, Vic and I's bet is if I get sick. You don't have any symptoms of being sick, and you're taking medicine. I know, dude. I have a handful of symptoms. I don't want to reveal them because I don't want to lose the bet. It goes against company policy, doesn't it? Uh, Yeah, that seems like it's across the line. Do you want to see what I've been hawking up all morning? You want a shot of my nasal spray? (laughs) I'm going to pass. A hard pass. (laughs) 
All right, last one here, Victor. At the end of uh, Adam Mars's interview, you said the following. Let's just take a listen. I'm anything but honest on this show. I just want you to know right away. I am. <laughs> anything but honest. <laughs> you know Any what comments I mean? on that? Freaking sick, man. <laughs> what is that I always say? Couldn't care less? I say could care less? What was, what was I supposed to say? Instead of I'm, anything but honest. Uh, I'm nothing but honest. I'm anything but dishonest on this show. Yeah. There you go. Nothing but honest. We don't have a Sloan's Lake, Balderdash, and vegan oh, count. Oh, you We had Lake. one vegan. Oh, oh, he had Sloan's Lake. We did have Sloan's Lake. In the show. Yeah, you yeah. missed it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I looked at him. I glared at him. Oh, man. I missed that one. It was, we when, it was one during my, count, it was during my hot take when we were talking about Tyrod Taylor and John Elway walking across Sloan's Lake and just making a quarterback appear. Mm -hmm. That may be the fired up. You never know. Ooh. Ooh. Well, let's roll the fired up finale, Jesse. This is the Fired Up Finale. Here's what's got us fired up today. Am I the only one that doesn't think this makes any sense? I may, I think it makes sense. I brought up his name several weeks ago. Why? Why would Buffalo let him go? Why did they bench him midseason? They're going to just have an $8.6 million cap hit for a quarterback that won't be on their roster next year so they can go with who? Nathan Peterman? So they can go with whoever they're going to draft at 22 or wherever they end up? Like, sometimes don't we have to apply some sort of logic as opposed to just John Elway's going to walk across Sloan's Lake and, and have a quarterback appear out of thin air because he hired Gary Kubiak, and Gary Kubiak once shared a Coca-Cola with Tyrod Taylor, so he's coming to Denver. This is the dumbest argument it's not I think dumb. I've heard. It's and there's that Sloan's Lake reference. That was like music mm. to me. Just listening back to that of like, gosh, this mm. makes so much sense. When are you going to identify another lake? There are plenty of other lakes in this town. But what's wrong with Sloan's? It's trendy. Eh, it's it's like where all the people are moving to now. They're moving to that area. I want to keep them. I want to keep that secret. Stanley Lake. Stanley Lake's better. Uh -huh. That's a big ass lake, uh -huh. by the way. I used to water ski on. So did I. I went there once. That's a huge lake. Yeah. Every Wednesday morning in the summer. See, Chatfield is not a lake; it's a reservoir. Correct. So you can't qualify that as a lake. Cherry Creek is a reservoir. Correct. Horsetooth Reservoir. Is an Aurora a reservoir? I think so. Boulder yeah. Reservoir. So you could have gone Rocky Mountain Lake, Berkeley Lake, two lakes right there off of I seventy that you see every day if you drive west. I'm sticking with Sloan's, two man. Prominent lakes in town. I'm sticking with Sloan's. I want to be that way. All right. I want to thank everybody on the show today. We learned something about Jared Bednar. We learned something vital about the coach of the Colorado Avalanche, something I never knew until today. I didn't know that you grew up on a farm. Do you know how to milk a cow? Uh, I've milked a cow. Where else are you going to get that? Be honest. Uh, well, he's, he's on a farm. Yeah, like, where, where else they could have been you know, growing wheat or corn where or something. Where else are you going to get that information? I don't know, but some quick programming notes, Vic. Tomorrow you'll talk to Nuggets head coach Michael Malone. Up you next, ask him if I he will. can milk a cow. I will. And up next, Julie Brownman's got Mark Haas in with her in for Scott Hastings. They'll talk to Jeff Legwald, Jenny Kavnar, and have Earl Boinkins in studio for an no, hour. No, nope, nope, nope. You gonna let that go? No, I Boinkins, <laughs> Boinkins. <laughs> it's a pretty stacked guest list. Show, show your, show your I think that one might be his worst. <laughs> I, just wanna, I swear to God, I just want to. I want to quit. It's all Boykins. It does. That, that is sort of just want to throw quit. down your headphones. I'm quitting. Turn off the mic and just get to the elevator yeah. as fast as you can. Bye. Show, show your, show your mouth. Altitude 950. Rewind.
Coach, I'm, I'm a worry wart. That's why I do what I do. This is my job, essentially, to worry about teams. Are, are you worried that the break, the bye week, will um, hamper your momentum? 